Head on over to cufflinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order. No minimum. Cufflinks.com has the greatest products for looking good. They have all the geeky stuff. Man, if you want like a Star Wars tie pin, you want some cufflinks that have the Captain America shield, Game of Thrones, all the sports teams, college sports teams, they have everything to add that little touch to make you look great. So, Look awesome when you step out the door tomorrow. Go to cufflinks.com. Use code DVR20 today. Welcome back to Around the Couch, an NFL podcast brought to you by the DVR Podcast Network. Please check us out at dvrpodcast.com and become a patron at patreon.com slash DVR. We are going to be talking about week 11 recap and our picks, and then we're going to make our week 12 picks, talk a little bit about the news. We're going to put our feet up on the ottoman. We got a lot of stuff to talk. Oh, we also have some CFL talk. You know, Solo's not going to let us down with that one. Speaking of Solo, let's say hello to him. How are you doing, Heath? I am doing very well not a hundred percent okay but okay you know about about 87 percent okay happy okay 87 percent i that is that's i think for the average american that's very high <laughs> yes so uh, <laughs> uh yes You're okay very happy. <laughs> um, i'm very happy too brett please tell us what percent of happiness <laughs> you have achieved <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm feeling good. Rolling around 80% or so. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, feeling pretty good. And I, real quick, I want to say happy birthday to my son, Quentin, who turned three years old. So oh, happy birthday that's awesome. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Q. Happy birthday, Quentin Tarantino Fuller. Nice. <laughs> He's a big fan of the show. That's awesome. Nice. Three years old. Wow. That yeah, is time fantastic. Flies. Andy. Do you have any birthdays to celebrate today? Uh, I don't think so. I think I'm good. Okay. Uh, I, I know, at least for birthdays, at least for a couple of weeks here. I've got oh, one coming up myself here in a few weeks. But Oh, um, really? Yeah. Yes. And I, I do have to report that tonight around the couch is uh, recording their first episode with one of the hosts on location. I am currently in an undisclosed location behind enemy lines in the state of Wisconsin. Oh, gosh. So if I drop off unexpectedly, it's because the cheese has have found me and deported me back to the great state of Minnesota. <laughs> so, let's, let's have some fun because I need some pick-me-ups after this last weekend. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> well, I was going to try to uh, say that my happiness was at 100%, but we are talking about football tonight, and I am a New York <laughs> Jets fan. Uh, so, uh, but my happiness is very 3%. High. Um, well, you know what? I, I am going to spend Thanksgiving. I know we're going to talk about Thanksgiving later, but I'm going to spend Thanksgiving by myself watching football. Um, my wife and son and most of our family are going to go to the Duke game that's happening here, a Duke basketball, uh, here in Portland. And I get to be all by myself and I almost forgot to get thanksgiving dinner for myself but then i remembered 
and I was able to secure a pound of ribs from Clay's Barbecue that I Clay's. would be feasting on, along with some cornbread. These are the best ribs. I think I've probably sent pictures of them to you guys before. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, yeah, you have. I love these ribs. So my happiness did go way up when I got out of the shower uh, this evening. And I was like, whoa, whoa. What's going on here? <laughs> whoa, well, I like to take a shower in the evening. I'm an evening shower you guy. You know what? I'm a double. Yeah, I like morning and evening. Oh, I'm, a, I'm just yeah. love taking showers. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when I lived in New York, I was definitely a double shower guy. As soon as I got home, well, I, yeah, took a sh- yeah. I took it in the morning mm-hmm. and at night. Cause that dust, James Taylor wrote a song about you, I think. Shower the people. Oh, solo them. with the music. I love it. Well, speaking of showering. <laughs> Show me the way you feel. Let's talk about a team that doesn't need a shower this week. Brett's Falcons. Brett, let's start off with you, pal. How did your Falcons do this week? My Falcons got a W. Nice. And, uh, yeah, that was a pretty solid performance. I'll, I'll say special teams basically uh, decided this game. Um, Falcons had a couple of critical fumbles in the first half, both on plays. Well, the first one was on a punt return where the dude was, had a very nice return, fumbled it away, gave the Bears a field goal. At that point, I think the Bears were up by three. Next drive, Cordell Patterson, nice, like, 20-yard run, fumbles at the end, gives the Bears the ball again. They score a touchdown. Now they're now they're up by 10. So at this point, late in the second half, I'm not feeling too good. First half, second quarter. But the ensuing kickoff, Cordell Patterson takes it all the way to the house. First kickoff return for a touchdown this season in the NFL, I believe. Yep. Yep. Ninth of his career leads the NFL in history. Can you can you guys ever remember his tenth tenth career? Wow. What was his tenth? Yeah. Yep. Um, He broke the record that was held by Josh Cribbs and Leon Washington. Leon Washington, New York Jets, baby. Yeah. Oh, I thought. Well, maybe Devin Hester wasn't. Maybe the I I got it from NFL research, but maybe maybe I got the wrong number. Well, the wrong number. Hang up. Um. Well, the the broadcast said it was his ninth one, so. All right. right, I don't know who's right. Well, listen, I just want to say. Who's that? All right, solo. (laughs) What did I do? Nothing. I love you. I want to say one thing. Have you ever remembered in your life, in your life, that week 11 had the first punt return for a touchdown and the first kickoff return for a touchdown in week 11? Have you ever that's, remembered this before? No, nope. no, no, not that's crazy. I don't know if I was keeping track, but no, I, I usually it happens earlier. Yeah, than week eleven. I think yeah, I yeah. think it's worth saying that the NFL has been purposefully trying to kill any type of kick because that's where the most injuries occur. Right? They've mm. been doing this for years, moving the touchback doing all this kind of shit. And I mean, at this point, what's the point? I don't mean to interject in your, uh, <laughs> your Atlanta Falcons here, but I just want to bring, I don't know if anyone else was thinking about this. Cause I was like, this is a part of the game that, Oh, that's my phone. Sorry guys. This is a part of the game that I absolutely love. And uh, it's like disappeared from the game. 
Well, kickoffs definitely because it, you know it's very hard to return a kickoff now with them pushing it, it up. But punts, I think, I believe, are the same. So I don't know. Yeah, there's usually you not know. a lot of punt returns, anyways. But and I, you guys were right. I don't my my information was wrong. It it, it was his ninth. So excuse the oh, mistake. And uh, oh. Oh, Axel saying things to me, Ando correcting me, and now nothing. Okay, you know right. what though? I I do have I do have one stat that can make up for that. Cordero okay. with that also has seven career touchdowns over a hundred yards. No one else in NFL history has more than three. Wow! Wow! Well, because I knew Devin Hester did many a, a a punt and kick return. I thought he'd be higher on the list. Well, total he has more. If you add the punts, in. total. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because yeah, because yeah, Patterson doesn't do punt returns, right? He's—I don't think right. he's. Yeah, okay. I don't think he ever did, even when he was a rookie with Minnesota. former Viking. So, former yeah, Viking. It was all kicks. Yeah. yeah well, was... I'm not. I'm actually because of the new rules. I'm not surprised. It's the first kickoff return for a TD. The punt return, though, like Keith mentioned, is kind of strange. That's mostly the same play as it has always been. I'm I'm just wondering. I hadn't thought about that. You guys are right, but I wonder if there's any other rule changes um, or ways that the game has changed that have led to that. I mean, is it just better special teams? Is it it's just hard? You know what, actually, it's weird. It may be just the dynamic punt returners. We don't have the same. I mean, we have some speedy guys and whatnot, but. You know, I remember when Dion Dion Sanders used to do punt returns and run them back. Yeah, and lack it, of you, specialization. It's almost like didn't that ha- it happen with the Giants this week? Didn't their uh, corner just you know he he they put him at punt returner and he got hurt and he's out now because the third one he decided to run and he got hurt. And I remember remember the big one. I don't know if you guys remember this, but in Jim Fossil did this with the Giants. He had. In preseason, Jason Seahorn yeah. doing kickoffs, and yep. he busted his knee yep. and was out for the year. And that's when it really started to, you know, become like, oh, what are you doing in preseason? But then the whole kickoff thing. But that's interesting. Yeah, I just find it. It's pretty fascinating. But uh, I'm sorry. It looks about like that. it looks like last year there was only two punt returns in the league total for touchdowns. So really, Jeez. yep. That's wow. see, that surprises me. Wow. Crazy. And they were both by Zach Wilson, right? When he was oh playing special. <laughs> I think his mother's friend returned a punt, maybe. <laughs> um, all right. Sorry, Brett. Please. <laughs> Tell us more about the Falcons' stunning oh. win against the Chicago Bears. Well, that, that was one critical special teams play that turned it. You, you go de- from down by 10 to down by 3. And then at the very end of the first half, um, Chicago decides to try a 56-yard field goal, but there's still like 30 seconds left or something, maybe 40 seconds left. Well, it doinks off the crossbar, no good. Now the Falcons have it at midfield, so they actually get a field goal at the very end to tie the game. So you go from being down by 10 to a tie game in the in the blink of an eye just because of a couple of special teams' uh, decisions and, and plays. So, you know, coming out of the second half, the Falcons just kind of took it from there. Um, Sacked Justin Fields, I want to say, four times. Um, So that's the most sacks they've had all year. Marcus Mariota continued his roller coaster of a season up and down. 
with a fairly up game. He was 13 for 20, 131 yards, one TD, no picks. So he didn't have to do a whole lot. Um, sadly, though, Kyle Pitts was uh, injured. He, he, got, he got a helmet to the knee there. I think it was the third quarter. And the diagnosis was, or, yeah, diagnosis was uh, a second-grade torn MCL, which it was first reported that he would be out for the year because he would need surgery. But apparently the second opinion he got said because it's a second grade, um, he could be back in two to four weeks. They went ahead and put him on IR, but there's a chance that he could actually come back for the last couple games. So we'll see. But for now, he's out. And the the third opinion, Brett, was why why come back? We don't use you anyway. So <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so that's another talking point. Is like, so, wow, you would you would think this would really damage the Falcons, except it really won't because they just totally underutilize him. So, you know, offensive production wise, you may not even notice a difference, unfortunately, but you know, I mean, he is, I don't even know how much we're, we've been using him as a decoy really. I mean, he's just, he's not been a big part of the offense this year, but you know, you don't want to see a guy injured and Hey, if the Falcons are still in it with two games left, because of this putrid NFC South, you know, he could provide a little boost. So keep your fingers crossed there. But yeah, it was a pretty fun game. You know, came down to the end, 127 to 24. Hawkins are now five and six. They're just a half game out of first in the NFC South. So yes, I- I'm pretty happy. I'm 80% happy right now. <laughs> 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 good on you i did not catch the end of this game did fields throw an interception or did he fumble because he kind of fucked yeah, up at he, the end right he did throw an interception okay yeah. it was like less than a minute left um or about a minute whatever amount of time where the falcons just ran out the clock from that point yeah he threw a pick yeah justin Fields still getting it together well, we got the we got the Bears coming up against the Jets this weekend, and I, I guess he Ooh. also is questionable to play. I don't know. I heard some. Yeah, he has a separated shoulder. Yeah, and a torn labrum. Or okay, he's not something playing. torn as well. Yeah. But he's going to play through it, evidently. For real? That's that's what I'm hearing from my sources. I guess I guess is it doesn't really matter. He doesn't. He can't really throw the ball. <laughs> so, yeah, he can't throw anyway, so, right? He's just gonna run. That's, so, well, I, that's who knows? why. I was, gosh, I hope he doesn't play. Shit. Well, Anda, do you have any NFC North sources? Are are you hidden away in the state of <laughs> Illinois by well, chance? The, uh, well, I, I haven't made it all the way to Chicago or all the way to Illinois yet, but I did see something when I was getting our picks ready, and I I like did the. Did the numbers yesterday, and that spread was at like at three, and that spread now is like at seven. Mm. So the spread has jumped huge to the favor of the Jets in the last. Okay, so hours. maybe okay. Um, so oh, my, my sources were from. Jets are now at minus six. Oh, it went down a point because I said he might play, so it went down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you you <laughs> see how that works? Yeah, that works. Solo. Hey, when you get 10 listeners and four of them are us and, and Brett's son. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, 
I would you would think that he wouldn't play, you know? Um yeah. I mean they're three and eight. They're not what yeah, what's the point, right, know? Axel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I don't get it. Get him healthy. Um yeah, that that uh I hope yeah, I hope he didn't I hope he doesn't play. But the Falcons got it back together. Yeah, five and six. They're they're a half game behind the Bucks who are five and five. But um, they also they're how far are they in the wild card? Because they they game a game out or game and a half. Yeah, because is Washington because they're. I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me. Hawks, Cowboys, Giants, and Commanders are all all have a better record. But the Falcons do have a. If it comes down to it, they do have a couple of tie break, head-to-head tiebreakers. Yeah, they're still in it for the wild card too. I know everyone was saying, yeah. "Oh, it's going." It, oh, of course. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. Mean. Yeah, because the Commanders. I mean, pump the brakes, as I like to say, on the Commanders. <laughs> I know they're beating bad teams, and they did beat the Eagles. Okay, fine, but you know, it's still the Commanders. So they got the Commanders yeah. this week. So oh yeah, can, this is the. That's here we go tied with the tiebreaker. Yeah, they they beat Seattle earlier. San Francisco, whoever doesn't win the NFC West, would be fighting for a wild card. Yeah, day. so you you got so, life. Yeah, yeah I got all our teams life. have a life, which is great. Love well, it. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I hope my team has life solo. I guess we'll use that as a transition to talk about uh, the life of a Jets fan when playing the New England Patriots. Uh, You know, I didn't yell at anybody this weekend. (laughs) Well, it's the little victories that mean so much, Axel. I I warned my my son. I was like, don't forget, they're playing the Patriots. He's like, Dad, I'm going to cheer for the Jets. And I was like, and the Dolphins aren't playing today. He's like, oh, okay. So we're not going to – no yelling. Well, Axel, after the first quarter of my game, we're not going to talk about it yet, but the – it was a point where my wife came in and grabbed Luke and said, Luke, let's go in the other room for a while. So. <laughs> yes. Well, I kind—I mean, look, we know Zach Wilson's benched. Mike White is starting. Zach Wilson, the Jets had two yards of offense in the second half. Um, I think there was some kind of, there was some stat that they averaged 3.1 feet per <laughs> oh my god no per play or something it was how do you not pull him axel i heard it was less that bad actually, i don't remember yeah, the exact i number. think you I might be like, right brett um it might have been in the two how range. do you not it was, how do you not bench him in the second half then i know I, the score's three three but you know what i'm i'm glad that they didn't because i don't i don't know that that would have helped i mean i do want to give Everybody talk about Zach Wilson, but the defense was amazing. The Patriots don't have a great defense, but Mac Jones wasn't terrible. He was 23 for 27, 246 yards. Um, But these, this was obviously, there was no big plays. There was no touchdowns given up. Uh, The Jets defense was amazing and they continue to be amazing. And the Patriots defense was amazing. Um, the Jets weren't getting anything done in the run game and the, obviously not in the pass game. Zach Wilson ended up nine for 22 for 77 yards. Um, but this game was, <laughs> I mean, this is the total stat line. The Jets had 44 yards passing, 59 yards rushing, 2.1 yards per play, six first downs. 
and 49 total plays. They allowed four sacks, but the Jets had six sacks. It was a defensive battle, so I don't think benching him, I think at that point, I don't think it was this game that got him benched. I think it was the press conference. I think when he went into the press conference after the game and they asked him, do you take responsibility for this loss? He goes, no. No, I, I, you know, it was windy. I played, I played the game. I always play my best. I'm not going to, you know, we're a team, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of people in the locker room got pissed immaturity, off. Actual. Yeah, it's immat- immaturity. Immaturity. I think that just made things click. And it's the same thing I have had against this guy. I call him a little boy. He is just like a little boy. He didn't even play that much in college. He was supposed to be a project when we it was supposed to be this raw talent that would be crafted but unfortunately i just think that the mind isn't there he doesn't seem to be able to read the defense as soon as as soon as one he does one read and then he runs or he starts spinning around um he had a couple good games where i think they kept it very tight and he was able to succeed really by feeding the ball but I'm. I mean, what are you going to do? You've got an amazing. This was probably number one defense against number two defense, and you end up with a a crazy punt return, which had nothing to do with Zach Wilson. He wasn't on the field during the punt return, <laughs> right? He didn't miss any tackles, um, though there were a couple blocks to the back, which that happens every punt return. I'm not going to concentrate on that. Um, But I think it was just that punt should have been out of bounds anyway, right? Like why give them an opportunity to return it? Yeah, Lombardi said that, Axel. What what, kicking one punt and one? Yeah, there's a lot of people. Of course. Why are you not kicking that out of bounds? Yep. So I mean, I am surprised they didn't throw a penalty for blocking the back there, though. I mean, I thought that was pretty blatant. Yeah, I mean, I I agree, but like I, I try not to concentrate on that kind of stuff in a game, you know, because there was probably, you know, how many, they had, what would I say? 45, there was 45 other chances to score. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, I can't really look at it like that, but I do think that this is the right move. I, I happen to think Mike white should have been given more of a chance last year. You have the best NFL debut in the history of the league. Give the guy, I know he threw four interceptions against Buffalo, but give him a little bit more of a ch- He's shown more to me. And in the preseason, I thought he looked good. The team, you know, all the beat reporters say that everybody loves Mike White. He stays late with people. He hangs out with the offensive line. You never hear anybody say anything bad. That doesn't make him a better player. But um, I hope they do give him a shot. I think they're just kind of punishing Zach, and I don't know that this guy is going to really learn from it, but I mean, he's like 22 years old. When I was 22, like, I mean, could any of us imagine being 22 in this situation, right? Like, it's- I could. Oh, okay, Solo. Well, <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, if you put 22-year-old frat boy all of a sudden on an NFL team, no. But if you've been preparing for this your whole life. Good point. That- yeah. Good you know, you, yep. you, sh- you have to be ready for this. Yeah. And, I, but, 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 but I get, I get what you're saying because when you think about it, you're 22 years old, you're a multimillionaire, you're in New York, you're starting quarterback out of an NFL team. 
Yep. It's it's like holy crap, but you signed up for it. You signed that contract. So you better step up, be a man and work your ass off and your life needs to be football right now and his life isn't football right now and he's immature he's not a leader of men he's a little freaking spanky kid whatever that means <laughs> i love this and I and he should and he this. should not be the jets quarterback yeah. he should be benched i'm glad they did because you know what the jets have something good going on and this kid is going to ruin it and they need and and because it, it's culture and by him not taking responsibility. I mean, it's just simple fact. You're the quarterback, right? You take responsibility when you lose. And when you win, you give the gratitude to your teammates. That's how you win over a locker room. It's so simple. Be a leader of men. And he's not. Yes. And I, he's not good. I, 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 I agree <laughs> with all of that. And I think, you know, I tried believing Manny had me believing a uh, couple of, I mean, his record, I think, what is he four and two uh, this season starting? Um, I, you know, but that was other people winning, you know, and that was when he could be contained. So that was Brees Hall being the most electric running back in the yes, league. too. Thank you. Well, that, thank yeah, you. Brees Hall, that's the underlining thing. Brees Hall, I, the, the Jets win Wilson, that game if they have, right. Um, right. So, I mean, I think, you know, look, there's been signs, you know, Elijah Moore was saying stuff earlier. People got mad at him, but this, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff I might've agreed with, maybe not the way he said it. Um, but you know, I think you got a lot of weapons on the offense, even now, right. Even without Brees. And I think it'd be not, it's going to be interesting to see Mike white play against the bears. I'm thankful for this season. I'm thankful for even being in the position as a Jets fan where possibly we could get a win the wild card or if Buffalo somehow keeps stumbling or stumbles again, I don't think that's going to happen, but you know, win the division or be in the talk of that. That's great. But I don't see a future with Zach Wilson. I've kind of felt like that from the beginning. Um, One of the Facebook uh, Jets groups that I'm in, <laughs> and this is something that I said. Somebody said, I just wish this team would draft a kid who can see above the offensive line. <laughs> said, That's how I feel. Like, get a big quarterback. You know, like, I don't understand these little dudes and so young and immature. And that's it for me. Yeah. The Jets lose. Well, Axel, three yeah. to 10. Well, or t- 10 to 3 if we had our way. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I think too, because remember throughout the year, I remember we were even texting before we started even doing a pod was like Trevor Lawrence to the Jets, Trevor Lawrence. And then when the Jags got the first pick, it was like, it almost felt like the Jets needed to make a splash with potential and, you know, and, and Zach Wilson evidently yeah. was that, but just, but it just shows you how billion dollar teams can't evaluate talent, right? Or they can evaluate the talent, but there's the mental part. There's that whole thing. And how did they miss on that? You know, I mean, it's probably both. You figure he's young. You can groom him. You can get him in the building. And, and but it's just, it, it's so tough. And it, it's just, it I is. feel for your brother. But at least, at least now, it's not like 10 years ago when you draft Sam Bradford, number one, for, you know, 50 yeah, something million and you're screwed. Them. Yep. You can you can move on. They moved on from Darnold. It just sucks because the team's moving in the right direction, 
but do you want to draft another quarterback or do you want to go get a veteran to come in like a Cooper Rush, a Derek Carr, a Garoppolo? Yeah, this is the talk of now is, you know, we're not going to have a good enough draft pick. Who are we going to? you know, get Garoppolo or this, I get on like the Colts train of, I, I'm not a fan, but then again, Hey, Testa Verde was great on the jets. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, even Brett Favre did very well on the jets. Yeah. Until he got hurt. He was having a great season mm-hmm. and then he got hurt and played really hurt the last like four games and they couldn't yeah. make the playoffs, but you know, uh, it defense. depends if they, Oh, I'm sorry. So no, no, no. Um, it depends on if they think if they're if they're done with Zach, then I think you draft a quarterback whenever you can. Maybe bring in a vet or go. But if you're but if you're committed to Zach, maybe you do bring in a low price veteran, like the Falcons did with Mariota, um, yeah. stuff like that. It really depends. You, but they upgrade. have to make a decision. Yes. Yeah. Flacco yeah. upgrade. They need to make a decision though, because this team is on the rise. And as you're building, there is that window. And if your quarterback is too young and inexperienced and everyone else is growing, you're not going to win football games. So they need to fi- find that balance. I agree. I agree. But I also feel like this. He did supposedly apologize, stood up in front of the whole team, apologized, said he was wrong. He's got to change his attitude. He's got to grow up. He like said shit like that. And he does have a lot of talent. If they, you know, that's why I don't think this is like Mike White's the new starting QB. I think it's just a little bit like a punishment, like go sit in the corner. We're deactivating you for a game. And feel and see what it feels like to have to earn it. Uh, if he does earn it, I'm happy with it because earlier in the in the year he was capable of just kind of being a delivery man. So if he can get back to being that, and then once in a while run around and throw some big uh, punch or something, that's good. I'm willing to give him a All shot right. because I want the team to win. And also the defense is so fucking awesome. It was great to watch this defense. I love seeing it. They're ferocious. I mean, it's just really great to see. So that I'm happy about. But let's get let's keep it moving off well, the Jets. Oh, what did you want to say there, Brad? Just real quick, if we needed any evidence to, or if we ever wanted to know what a vote of confidence is worth, if you recall our conversation a few weeks ago yep. when Zach Wilson got <laughs> the vote of confidence that he'll be the starter for the rest of the year, yeah, um, we knew at the time that's meaningless. So here we go. Yeah. If anything, that was a signal that this was going to happen the next time he fucked up. Right. Which it, it did. Um, all right. Well, let's move now to the Around the Couch Bowl Uno, uh, where the Cowboys played the Vikings, and there was a winner in this game. And that winner was Heath Solo's Cowboys. So Heath. <laughs> I'm going to ask you f- to give us your first impressions of this quite convincing squashing of the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. I mean, Cowboys were 41, 40 to three. Uh, did not see that coming. Uh, you know, as you know, I, I, after that green Bay loss, I was just like, here we go again, Cowboys, November, here we go. We're going to be crappy when the must need, win on the road no way 
and I even picked the Vikings and then I switched my pick after Axel picked them and I felt this like surge of confidence because Axel picked them and it changed my it changed my week. Um, and I was going in confident, but I still was like, why are the Cowboys favored by one or two? And went up to two. I'm like, there's no way the Vikings have all these weapons. They just beat Buffalo. And then when Micah Parsons sacks good old Kirk, MC Kirk Cousins, I was like, hmm, this reminds me of the Rams game when, when, they, when they were pressuring the quarterback. I was still afraid of Dalvin Cook. Uh, but it just, it, I mean, the Cowboys offense was clicking. It was a straight up ass kicking. Um, and, you know, I, you know, I look at residual effect of what the Vikings, the emotion they went through to beat the bills. But I also look at the Cowboys, the emotion they went of losing a lead and losing an overtime in green Bay. So, you know, what if this was the second round of the playoffs? Do you just say, Oh, well, they were emotionally spent. They're professionals. They better not be emotionally spent. You need to win. Now it's a regular season game. Uh, just the, the thing is the Cowboys, which they hardly ever do, is they played an almost perfect game. And when they're playing like that, they can beat anybody. However, the Cowboys are very inconsistent. And as much as I want to get excited, this was a great win. Um, you know, they ran the ball well. Tony Pollard was just unbelievable in the trenches. Uh, the Cowboys did dominate the Vikings. Um, but, you know, when you're looking for it, it's consistency. So the Cowboys have had, they've had wins like this early in the season, but then lose the tough ones later. So we'll see. It happens to be in November. Maybe it's different. Um, you know, who knows? But it was, it was a delight for me to see. I felt bad for Ando, as we'll get to Ando in a second. Uh, but I, 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 you know, it's tough when one of your friends is on the other side of a lopsided loss. But for me, I needed a win like this just because I didn't think early in the week they could do this. They could even beat them. But that's me having PTSD of what the Cowboys have done to me over the last 25 years. So, um, yeah, no, it was a great win. And uh, I just hope that the Cowboys, I, I still think the Vikings had to abandon the run and they still, you know, can't necessarily stop the run. But what they did was they put Parsons in more of a pass rush mode. He wasn't playing traditional linebacker. That made a difference. Now the Vikings defensive backfield was decimated and Patrick Peterson looked like old man, Patrick Peterson, but um, you know, uh, I think the Vikings were just a little out coached with matchups and they couldn't do it, but you know what the Vikings are, I, I think, Ando, the Vikings, I know this is one of those, Super Bowl teams get their ass kicked sometimes during a regular season. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like go like the season's over because I think they'll they'll beat the Patriots tomorrow on Thanksgiving. I still think the Vikings are a good team. The only issue I have is whether Kirk Cousins is ready for prime time. And if you had a different quarterback, maybe I'd be more confident. But I still think the Vikings are a good team, and I would just put this in the rear view and move forward onto new England. Well, I'm not, I, I'm definitely not, I mean, you know, I, I'm upset about the loss. Yes. But at the same time, like you said, it was an absolute ass whipping. 
I mean, there is no other way to put it. It was second largest loss in home in second largest home loss in team history. I mean, so it's yeah. it's just getting destroyed. And this is a Vikings thing, especially in recent history. Following the Minneapolis Miracle game we talked about a week or two ago, where they, they pulled off the miracle against the Saints with Diggs. The next week, nobody remembers what happened, but they went into they went and played Philadelphia in the NFC Championship, and Philly bludgeoned them. I mean, it was it was an embarrassment in the NFC Championship game earlier this season. The Vikings had a huge win to start the season. I mean, at the time, it seems less so now, but blew out the Packers in Week One. Everybody was like, "Holy shit! Holy shit!" The next week, they come back and lay an egg against Philly. So, like most of us Vikings fans have had this kind of thing happen to us all the time. Not all the time, but frequently. So it's not. I mean, sometimes, and the Vikings still have a lot of improving to do. I mean, they also had, but they also lost their best lineman early in the game to a second concussion in two weeks, which hurt. Because I mean, yeah. Cousins. The more and more I've watched, I mean, I've watched pretty much every Cousins game since he's been here. And the thing with Cousins is, you put pressure on Cousins, he's not very good. And the Cowboys had their way with the offensive line of the Vikings. I mean, Parsons was in. There was times where it was like I was like, just punt the damn ball because you guys can't stop anybody right now. And like the difference between Cousins and like Fields or somebody like or Fields isn't a great example, Hurts or somebody like that. Cousins just is not mobile like those guys are, so he can't buy. If his line isn't protecting him, he's screwed. And I mean, it came up. It was such. There were so many poor matchups, and yeah, you said the Cowboys played. They just played amazing. The Vikings just didn't. They don't match up well with them. And the Vikings, I think, needed to play a perfect game that he can keep that game close. I mean, it was. It was just. It was, oh, it was terrible. And I mean, plus everything kind of went against the Vikings there. That was, I mean, it was one of those games where nothing was breaking their way. Hell, right. Uh, uh, Brett Maher set the record for longest kick in Jeez. U.S. Bank history, got it called back, and then did it again 10, sec- 10 minutes later. And I mean, it's. How, Ando, how ridiculous was that? There was a timeout. They had time to review it. They hiked the ball, kick it, and then also, oh, no, we're reviewing it now. I was pretty ticked off. And of course, yeah. in my mindset was, those three points could be key. And then he kicks a like a perfect field goal after that. So that's when I kind of knew I said things are going the Cowboys way, even when they don't. That's the thing too that makes me even more <laughs> like the, the, the McCarthy not taking the points in Green Bay. Maybe he I don't know, oh God, because you got the good right. Kicker. He's awesome. Right. The uh it's um I mean, the one thing that really jumps out to me, Justin Jefferson, this is his last twenty one games. 19 of those games, he averaged seven catches a game with 111 yards. Two of those games have been against the Cowboys. If you take the two Cowboys games out of his last 21 games, he has five catches for 54 yards in two games. The other 19, he mm-hmm. averages seven catches in 111. So, I mean, they were able to, they've got Jefferson's number. I mean, it's it, it, when you shut down the best player on the field for the Vikings – they're going to win, and it's going to win big. I mean, and once the game got out of hand, like you said, that strip sack, I knew right away the Vikings were losing that game when that strip sack happened because it's – you could just tell, I mean, they, their defense looks so much faster than the Vikings' offensive line. They just uh, – I don't know. It's one of those games, too. They got out of it without anybody getting hurt. I mean, once the game – once they were down by two or three touchdowns, it's like, well, they're not coming back from this. They've come back before, but not, not against the way this team is playing. I mean, that's – I. The one thing I hope for the Cowboys, Heath, I hope McCarthy find because we've talked about Pollard a few times this season, and why doesn't he get the ball more? I mean, right. he's pretty damn obvious. He's a when they use him like they should, he's a damn game changer on that he's, team. I, I, yeah, I was, I was really impressed with Dallas. That. Yeah, he is Pollard. I have him on my fantasy team, by the way. I know everyone cares about my fantasy team. 
Uh, I it's do. important, though. It finally got you off the schneid, Axel. No, so. he won the game for me, but he's electrifying. And I think that this game, I don't know if you're going to say this solo, but I, I like the way, I mean, still, they both carried the ball 15 times, Pollard and Elliott. Um, but I, fe- I feel like, uh, I guess, a, more than three or four of those were down at the goal line, right, for Elliott? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had so, two touchdowns, I think, didn't he? Yeah, he had two yep. touchdowns. So I think that that was mostly – it felt to me that Pollard was the main guy. That's how I felt watching the game. Yeah, it's just it, – it really comes down to as much as well, – when they tried on the goal line going twice to Pollard, he couldn't punch it in. They bring in Elliott, and he punches it in on third down. There, Pollard is great. He's electrifying, and, yes, he's the main back. But there's those short yardage situations that yeah. Elliot just yeah. finds his way, and that you need that. Yeah, yeah. and plus yeah, you still need little, that power guy. Yeah, and they're a little worried because you know, last year when the Cowboys got beat by the Niners, Elliot was was playing her, and so was Pollard. So they're trying to keep them fresh as well. Because if you give if you give Pollard 25 touches a game. He even one game he he got taken out of this year. He took himself out because he was gassed because he's not used to getting all those touches. So, but I think designing plays for Pollard, too. yeah, it's a long season. But designing plays for Pollard mm. is key. Is what they did. They use him using him effectively, and I like the I like the balance just because they went back to the game plan of running the ball more and Dak not having to shoulder the everything and of course the game dictates that at times but <clears throat> they need if they're if the cowboys are going to advance in the playoffs they're going to need to run the ball with both of them you know the other question i have for you Heath, i know because you're more plugged into the what dallas is just the general dallas stuff why in the hell we've texted about this a little bit during the game why in the hell was dak and pollard and parsons out there in the fourth quarter when they were already up by like 30 points well, I'll tell you right now, I listened to the Cowboys break, Derek yeah. Eagleton, Nick Eatman, Brian brought us, and they brought that up. And they said that, honestly, like, someone needs to take Micah Parsons' helmet away from him because he <laughs> he was taken out of preseason games his rookie year. He was pissed off. He wants to play oh. the whole game. And they they knew that this was sack opportunity time, and yeah. he wants to lead the league in sacks and all that stuff. And he – he was put in there because he knew he had a chance to get more sacks. And with the game on Thursday, tomorrow on Thanksgiving, and with him limping, and uh, it's ridiculous. They need to, like, someone needs to get in his face, take his helmet away, and be like, you're done. Oh, you're up by fucking 35 points. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It's just, again, that's part of the Cowboys. You know, I like the way it's changed their culture. But something like that, where if that was a Bill Belichick team, he would not be in yeah. that damn game. And because it, it uh, wasn't, it was still Prescott too. And I mean, those guys, they can't afford to lose Prescott either. I don't think. Yeah, so. I, mean, I, I, I was just I, like really questioning. And yeah, know, I mean, they eventually is, bought in Rush, but yeah. I, it, and I, I, part of it is I've, I mean, I've watched McCarthy coach the Packers for so long that I've seen lots and lots of the way he coach, and he always does stupid crap like that. So it's I, I still fear for the McCarthy factor that who knows what's going to happen there, but. Exactly. You know what yeah. it makes me think? My my idea is you always hear about how 
little time NFL players get to actually be in pads playing the game, even in practice, right? Mm -hmm. Because of all the different NFLPA restrictions mm -hmm. that there are. Um, I think it part that's I, I, I don't know. It seemed to me that back in the day, people used to pull people earlier. And it's like well, people, there's all these incentives now, yeah, Axel, in people's contracts. Too, you're right. Is where they're going to get yeah. pissed off that they didn't. If you get, get 20 sacks, yep, you'll get an extra true. 500 grand. And they're yep. Yep, that's true, dude. And it looks good you know, for so, the next uh, contract too. So yeah. I think there's like a lot of different factors that play into that. But I was thinking the same thing when I tuned in, and it seemed like Rush didn't. He he came in later than I thought he would. But um, then again, I guess another thing is we see these crazy comebacks. You know, so <laughs> there was no way to help by that point. I mean, come on, you don't have to spare my feelings yeah. that that they Vikings played like yeah. shit and the Cowboys played awesome. There's no other way to put it. Yeah, that was a great yeah. game. All right, let's keep it moving. Let's uh, put our feet up on the old Ottoman. Talk uh -huh. a little bit about some other games. Um, let's see. Let's start with Thursday night. Uh, the Titans dispensed with. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, twenty-seven to seventeen. Uh, I think what uh, I think we're going to talk about what our picks were later, but <laughs> and uh, we got one right yeah. on Thursday. Yes. I I don't know. Uh, I think we all watched it. Did everyone watch this game? I, I just I feel like the yep. Packers are just not a great team. Yeah, but they beat the Cowboys, of course. Yeah, the, they've the lost Pack six out of Cowboys seven, team. and they lose the fucking. <laughs> Oh, that's the weird NFL this year, right? That, that was the outlier game, though. I think everything else I've seen, the Cowboys are really good, and the Packers kind of suck. And so I mean, I'm going to stick oh, with that. And the other thing, too, is Vrabel yeah. is probably the best coach in the league. I mean, that's he's just so damn good that, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, I, I'm also always going to celebrate in the Packers' loss, so... <laughs> I don't know. That's all I got. All I can say, I guess. I was impressed by Tennessee uh, really for several weeks now. I mean, their defense is for real. They're, I mean, they're going to be in every game. So yeah. that's a, that's a fun team. Yeah, definitely. And just having Tannehill back gives them that little more bit of offense, even though it's not a great offense that has, it adds, it's a hell of a lot better than what they had. So it, it might be enough to get them over that hump. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's better than what you're talking about, Willis. You know? Yeah. Tannehill always surprises, you know. Well, I always remember him back in the day on, uh, what was he, on Hard Knocks when he was on. Uh, with the Miami. Yeah. yeah. And I was, and I remember, I was always like, girl. you know what? I kind of like this guy. There's just something, he just seems to be paying attention a lot. I remembered that about him. And he was, you know, I mean, look at him. He, continues to do good. Derrick Henry was two for two passing for a touchdown. <laughs> so Christian were, Watson you know. had two more TDs for Green Bay, though. That well, is one thing that scares me a little bit. Him and Rodgers are starting to get some chemistry. It's five touchdowns good in point. five days. Yep. Good point, man. Might be something to keep an eye on. Yeah, and he was on my fantasy team. I didn't start him. I, I picked him up. Um, well, and yeah, Pollard, you don't need anybody else. Yeah, oh, I know. Well, I only have one win, so... I don't think I think it's too. That's all you need, Axel. <laughs> you just need one win. That's I'm all perfect. You need. Yep. Uh, you know, just one win. The it's other good. losses uh, we won't look at. Um, I I do have to say one thing about that game that I thought found was hilarious. Every once in a while, we talk about the announcers, 
I think it was near the end of the game or in the post game. And when they were coming back from commercial, just because I'm a massive fan of the movie Anchorman, when they're coming back from commercial, you could hear Teresa Thompson say, I'm Ron Burgundy. So I think she had something wrong with her teleprompter. <laughs> and she, you could just barely hear it say, and I'm like, holy shit, did she just say that? And I went online and found, yeah, she did. So I laughed. So I had to say, that's I love that kind of sense of humor. So I, I was a big fan of that. So <laughs> I love that stuff, man. Yeah. All right. We'll keep it moving on um, as Solo has in the notes. Uh, what 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 did you say? The overrated <laughs> Eagles avoid a scare in Indy. Yeah, I guess the Eagles just kind of woke up at the end of this game. But maybe the Colts aren't, you know, maybe they're not that bad. The yeah. Jeff Saturday Indianapolis yeah. Colts. Yeah, you know, it's like that. A novel by Sapphire. What was that thing they used to say when it was like <laughs> oh, that, that that one book and, it, and they had to put the like, uh-huh. you know, an amazing masterpiece by the author Sapphire, whatever the heck the line was. That's what I feel like. It's just, just like Jeff's Anne Rice's interview with the vampire. Jeff Saturday's. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep, Maddie Ryan. 23 for 32, 213 yards. Taylor only had 84 yards rushing. But the Eagles, it's just like they woke up in the fourth quarter. Hertz kind of took over, had a nice run, scored a touchdown. That was the difference. Eagles keep on chugging nine and one. The Colts are four, six and one. I think I don't I don't consider the Colts to be. Do, do you all think that the Colts are going to uh, be in the hunt no. for a wild card or anything? I don't no. think so. No, no. And but I just yeah. on the Eagles side, I mean, you know, I always, I mean, they beat a Vikings team in week two. Okay. That that's, and they beat a Cooper rush uh, Cowboys team, which they almost blew. So if it wasn't a Cooper rush throwing three picks to them, like in it. So I'm telling you, I know their record is what it is, but they just, I know they have talent, but I, let the I want to see it against a good team, which they probably not going to face for the Cowboys on December twenty fourth, Christmas Eve, and, and that'll be a real test. But I, I'm telling you, guys, Eagles are a bill a fool's gold. I, I I think they're good because there's so many bad teams. But like, do any of you think they would beat the Niners, the Chiefs, or the Bills? I, I mean, I don't. I think in two weeks they play the Titans. I think that'll be a very good test. Ooh, to see that'll be are. nice. That'll yeah. be nice yeah. to see. Yeah. I don't know, Solo. I don't know. I mean, Brett, I, I think they, you know, they're coming off their first loss and mm-hmm. they were kind of asleep at the wheel. I think they were a little shook. I think it's a team that was riding on a lot of confidence, right? Got the whole city of Philly behind them. That whole slimy place is just. Wanting them to win. Did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa. But basically, I I don't know. I mean, you say that, and then I think, could they beat the Colts? Maybe. They have a good defense. I think. Well, they Jaylen beat the Colts Hurts by one. Is Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> electric, so here you go. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The Bills, I meant. I apologize. Oh, okay. I was going to say, yeah, they just beat them. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, again, I have as a Cowboys fan, I have hatred towards the Eagles, but I'm just, I'm just so sick. And and, and this is where we have too much. All right, I'm going to go on my, my Mount Pius here, I my high it, horse. I feel it. Right the solo. So you feel, it, you Let's feel hear it. it. You see this? 
I mean, we, we have too much media. We have too much time on our hands. And I remember the old days in the, like the nineties where you read something in the paper, watch sports center, and you just had your own thoughts. And maybe you heard of, you know, now everyone's talking about it. And it's like, they beat bad teams and everyone pumps them up. Like they're the greatest thing. But when the Cowboys beat a bad team, it's like, well, the Cowboys, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and everyone is talking about how Dak Prescott only has one playoff win and blah, blah, blah. Jalen Hurts doesn't have any. So relax there, guys. You know, they, 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 you know, and it pisses me off. And Nick Sirianni, that guy is supposed to be an NFL coach and be a, a man amongst men. And he's a freaking scumbag he's slash. Like he's like a, 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 he's a, he's a, he's a punk. You know what? He's a punk. That's all I'm going to say. All right. <laughs> you know, what you were saying about the pumping teams up and all that, that's part of why I am not getting that excited about the, about the Vikings. I mean, the, yes, it sucks that they lost, but I'm not like completely saying they're a trash team because it's this league has got so much damn parity that really any team, well, not any, but most teams, like 80% of the league can beat the rest of the 80% of the league. Oliver Stone. Any given Sunday, brother. Yeah. So I mean, and, I, it's... and plus, this asshole, these asshole media people have been dissing the Vikings anyway. So it's like, you know what? Screw you. Screw you, Stephen A. Smith. And, and another thing. And another thing, asshole. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith. So Michael Irvin goes crazy on first take with the Cowboys win, and I said, you know what, Stephen A. is going to say, I'm going to give you that win. But you know what's going to happen when the Cowboys are high and they're running, they're going to fail. I'm like, do you you have anything else to say? You're getting paid millions of dollars on TV to analyze. Do you have anything else to say other than the thing you say every time where you say you take the odds that 31 teams are going to lose. So he goes, well, it's great that they won, but they're not going to do it again. You know, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's just so frustrating, you know. It's just, it's just they, 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 they become more like soapboxy, like I am now, right. and not analyzing <laughs> that. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I'm gonna say that it is a mark of a good team to win the games you're supposed to win. So at this point, you know, the team is what are they ten and one now? So that's. That's a lot of games you won yeah. that you were supposed to win. So they are. That's true. You know, that's true. they have won. They so, have won. So and, let's and, see and, what happens. I still yeah. think they might get knocked out the first playoff game. I'm telling you, the Cowboys yeah. going to knock them out in the divisional round. I'm yeah, telling you. And then the Cowboys are going to lose to the 49ers in the NFC Championship. That's what's going to happen. Well, let's see. Let's and that's see. only if the Cowboys can win a wild card game. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the team that was a big winner last year, of course, the Rams. They are just, whew, lost to the Saints 27-20. I mean, I don't know. The Rams just can't do anything right. And Matt Stafford, who I predicted would retire, has another concussion mm-hmm. and Jeez. is in the concussion protocol again when he probably shouldn't have even played this game. But it's so interesting to me. That because he's old ass Stafford on the Rams that nobody gives a fuck about now, nobody's saying anything. But when it was two, and no one in L.A. cares about him yeah, either. Exactly. Actually, trust me. And and it's because a joke. When, when it was Tua, who's a young hot QB, Tyreek Hill, Dolphins, everybody's paying so much attention. 
I got to agree with Matt Stafford's wife here. NFL, what the fuck? And Rams, what's going on here? This guy is like, he. I feel like he should retire now. Well, I think the Tua thing was magnified because it was it was either Sunday night or Monday night right. when the first one true. happened, wasn't That's it? That's true. It was a it was a yeah. It was Sunday and then it was the Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, it was okay. two national games, yeah. Minutes. But yeah. um Andy Dalton, twenty one for twenty five, two sixty, three touchdowns. I mean, you know, I, I, I think uh the, the Saints are kind of a fun team to watch. You know, Taysom Hill has been quiet. He He's been, been quiet since that explosion. Yeah, he definitely has been. You're right. He he had nine carries for 52 yards. He was one for three passing for 14 yards. So I mean, regular football wise, that's a nice compliment. But fantasy football wise, it sucks. But yeah, I mean, it's amazing too how Brett. What do you feel like Andy Dalton? They you know Winston's evidently uh, not injured anymore, but. You know, they keep going with the Axel's red rifle, even though they're they hadn't won a game in a few weeks. Oh, they trust the Raiders. I mean, is that I what it is? Yeah, I don't I don't I just don't see Jameis Winston as a legit NFL quarterback. He's unstable, yeah. that dude. Yeah, he's you can't Erratic. trust him. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess he's I mean, he can serve as a backup, but if you have I mean if you have to rely on him, you're not a good team. So if I were them, I would be starting Andy Dalton as well. Mm. He may not be the long-term answer, but he's probably the best you got right now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not turning the ball. Well, I mean, he, I, he's won a couple. Uh, yeah. I, 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 again, I'm, I'm having flash. I'm having flashbacks of 2020 when Dak got hurt and Andy Dalton came in and the whole team was hurt and he was awful, but um, Hey, you know, I guess you know whatever. Yeah, but you had the Saints on going. He's he's maybe you know. Oh, dude, he doesn't. He's no. We had we had McCarthy then. We had McCarthy in twenty twenty. But but believe me, the clapper. I wake up in night sweat sometimes (laughs) thinking he's in my kitchen clapping. Well, um, (laughs) one team that is not sweating, and one person that's not is Kellum because his Buffalo Bills defeated the Cleveland Browns thirty one to twenty three, and that score is. Sounds closer than the game was because the Browns right. got some uh, couple scores in the fourth quarter, couple field goals and a touchdown, and or was it two? Was it a touchdown and a missed extra point? Oh, I think it was. I think it was a touchdown and a, mix, a missed extra point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's we were Axel and Kellum. Congratulations on a win this week. But we were so excited for this Blizzard game. We were going to do an emergency pod. I was going to get the hot tub going that I don't have. And it was just going to be exciting. And and I could see us. We're like the Hollywood hot tub time machine, the th- four of us getting ready to go. But like, and then, of course, you know, no one will be able to get the game. People will be crashing. And so they moved it to Detroit. But damn it, you guys have to let me know because sometimes I miss it. If you're ever watching football college or pro and you see that there's going to be snow please text me because i'll watch that all day like <laughs> axel loves his alaskan shows on hd i'm i love my football i like them because there's snow or, involved now that there's football no i know snow, i know i love that shit dude. oh i'm not making you That's i'm not making best. hey alaska daily i'm not making you out to be a bad man. Yeah, I'm just saying, I know why, and I agree with you. Yeah, like, I used to watch a little bit of Ice Road Truckers with the mute off just because I like to see the cold. God, and, scary. Uh, you know? 
That's scary. That. But anyway, but it's too bad we didn't have a Blizzard game. Damn it. Yeah. This game. Was, How weird uh, is it? Oh, go ahead, Brett. How weird is it that they they played in Detroit and then five days later they play in Detroit again? <laughs> Going back. That is bizarre. That, yeah, that's weird. That's, that that probably has never happened before. I not didn't do the research, but playing. I know it definitely has not yours twice in five days. Yeah. No. Well, there are teams that have played the Jets and the Giants, and they just stay in New York. Oh, there's been that. Yeah. Yes. And probably you know, not the, five days. There might have been. I think the Vikings had when the Vikings stadium collapsed. I think they played at least one game in Detroit. That, there's a possibility there. I think. Okay. They, I thought they played. No, they played at Minute the Gopher Stadium. Yeah, they I? did. But I think they. I think one of the games they ended up playing in Detroit for some reason. I think that the NFL. I think I that, can't that remember. stadium is one on a list that are more available. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> they'll, they'll even push the Lions. Yeah. You know what? The Lions, you don't need to play this week. We want the Bills. <laughs> exactly. Prize. Right. Yeah. They're like, well, you've got a new bond. Congrats. Um, but uh, this one thing that actually did surprise me in this game is I think a lot of I think the Buffalo defense did really well against the run. Chubb only had 19 yards. Kareem Hunt had 32 yards. Mm-hmm. Um but I think you know Buffalo had a little setback, but they they look good. Let's see how Josh Allen did. He was eighteen for twenty seven, one hundred ninety seven yards, one touchdown, only three carries for seven yards. Yeah, that's what that's not a Josh Allen day, guys. Because I have him in my dynasty yeah. fantasy league, and believe me, it, I've been losing lately because of Josh Allen's hasn't been. So tomorrow, Josh, Kellum, and me say go off. Yeah, I need like a four TD day. Well, it's good sign that they're able to win that game then too, right? Without yeah, him dominating right. like that. Um, and the Bills are for real. I don't think anyone's here is questioning the Bills. Maybe Brett. Brett, are you questioning the Bills? Not at all. No, I still think all they're right. the best team in the NFL. All right. Well, I know one one team I do question, which is the Baltimore Ravens. We don't have to talk too much about this game, but they beat the Panthers thirteen to three. Um, but the Ravens are kind of, uh, I don't, let me ask you a question, guys. I know Lamar did win this game, uh, basically at the end of the game with a run, but I feel like he just isn't so Lamaring me this year. Is it just, what do you think? I thought you had his contract is up and all this kind of stuff. You're right. In the last several weeks, he's looked like Lamar from Revenge of the Nerds, from Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. My main man, Lamar. Oh, I mean, that. We have Bush. <laughs> we got Bush. We got Bush. Um, but you're right. It, something happened recently. It's not Lamar. Yeah, it's that, hurt. You know, I don't know what's up. I, you know, again, he's it's a long season. Sure. Yeah, it's a long season. And honestly, guys, like. It, it, you know, teams aren't going to look perfect every game. And that's why, like you were alluding to the Eagles and just winning. Yeah, they had a stumble against a division rival. They almost lost to the Colts, but they won. You know, granted, I think they're overrated, but, you know, teams aren't going to be dominant every freaking week. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. The Vikings are going to have slip-ups like they did. You know, it's just, of course, when listening to the media – when it comes to like Cowboys, Raiders, Patriots, there's more focus on what they do. And it's like, but you know what? Every team goes through this. Every, almost every team is inconsistent. Yeah. 
you know, so it's just like, that's what frustrates me the most, how, you know, I focus on my Cowboys and how they're inconsistent and they worry me, but how many team you guys all go through this for your teams, you know, and, and, and we're just a fraction of the league. So yeah. it, it's, you know, the bills will get it together, I think. And Baltimore, I don't know. Baltimore is, it's weird. Cause I love Lamar. I love how dynamic he is, but something's not right lately that team andy brett any thoughts on uh on uh lamar well did did andrews play this week i didn't see any of this game mark andrews let me see he likely played (laughs) well i I know bateman is still out so a lot of it he did he did play play. okay because i i didn't like say i didn't see any of this game but i i still i I still think lamar early in the season lamar was being lamar so i I'm not going to count him out yet either. Yeah, I'm feeling yeah. like maybe there's going to be a breakout. So that's my love to see I mean, Lamar on the Falcons, though, huh, Brett? <laughs> I was I was actually about to say, hey, if Baltimore doesn't want to resign him, I'll take him down here in Atlanta. Yeah, Ooh, I love <laughs> him in hot Atlanta too, man. You can trade away a bunch of players. And, oh, hey, well, yeah. he's a free agent after the year, isn't he? Yeah, he doesn't have yeah. to sign with Baltimore. Okay. I mean, he's I could see him to, in a though. Jet uniform. I know he will probably. But I would love like to see dad, him go, man. Hey, but maybe he felt disrespected, you know, maybe like I do on this podcast from time to time. Hey, and <laughs> you, know? you know what? Isn't his agent like his mom or something, right? Like he doesn't have an agent. It's just like him and his mom. It's so, something like that. What's that? Oh. It's something like it's a family member or something, yeah. I think. Yeah. So I think you never know in a situation like that, you could feel like disrespected and then all of a sudden silence, I would, you know? I would love to see him in a Jet uniform. Oh, my God, Axel. I would adopt the Jets as my second favorite team officially. That would be amazing. All right, let's keep it moving. Um, One game that I – man, this was a fun game. The uh, Sunday night game, Chiefs-Chargers. Kelsey put on a clinic of like – Another primetime game. He is – what a – he really – for a big dude – he really has those like little twinkle toes, man. He just catches that ball, goes around, kind of <laughs> dances down the sideline. This was like this was such a fun game to watch. And my man Isaiah Pacheco from Rutgers, a hundred yards on fifteen carries. This was just a, really a fun game to watch. Um, uh, and like, uh, oh, this was the other Watson, Justin Watson, with sixty-seven yards. Yeah, Kelsey had 115 yards, six receptions, three touchdowns. He's had like seven TDs and two primetime games, I think, this year. Yeah, and I think I think we need to have a renewed call for an investigation on the on the uh, member of our fantasy football league that somehow traded Jared Goff for Travis Kelsey straight up. Oh God! Oh, oh I know, I know who those. That is some serious are. bullshit. When he got in with that yeah. third touchdown again mm-hmm. on Sunday uh, this last week, I'm like. I, uh, I wanted to punch my screen. Yeah. <laughs> Not because I didn't like Kelsey and Mahomes, but I'm like, seriously. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, Hustler massaging his, you know, his yeah. points record. It's okay. You know, he's, you know, whatever. They did they end up coming the thir- their third all time now in quarterback tight end touchdown connections, only behind Bree- Jim, uh, Drew Brees and Jimmy, G- Jimmy Graham and Brady and Gronk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would have never got that Breeze and Graham thing. Yeah, Jesus. they had they had fifty one touchdowns together. Brady and Gronk had fifty four. That's a lot. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought it was that close though. 
Yeah, I wouldn't have either. Wow. Well, they had some huge. I mean, had those couple of years there when the Saints were throwing all over the place, they had a lot of yeah. touchdowns. But you know what? The surprising thing about this game is, once again, the Chiefs kind of it's it's a close game. You know, they're they're not blowing blowing people out. The Chargers didn't play terrible, even though I did feel like, even though they were in it for a lot of the game, I did feel like the Chiefs kind of well, they were ahead at halftime. Yeah. The uh, and another week, another crazy Chiefs stat. Yeah. This is the sixth game in a row that they've trailed at halftime and they've won. Wow! <laughs> Longest streak since the 1989 90 49ers. Yeah, they just take a that little time to weird. get the engine running, but by the time they do, they look unstoppable by the end of the mm-hmm. game. You know, it's like so when you do when you're doing that now, you got to think in a month they're going to be rolling like that in the first half too. That's how I feel. Well, we're we're ten games in, and I don't know. It seems like a pattern for them. They're apparently they are four and six against the spread this year. By the way, so yeah. remember, remember on their Super Bowl run that year, they were down by like two, three touchdowns, yes. and they came back yeah. and won every game. Yeah, it was oh, crazy. Man. They were down by twenty and then won by twenty or something. Yeah, I yeah. Know. I remember against the Titans that happened, and uh, you know, it was oh my god. Yeah, yeah, it was in the Black Angus axle with your boy Joe, uh, my buddy Joe. <laughs> oh, Joe, Joey Venegas. Yeah, um, he's gone AWOL on me. Uh, well, sometimes people do, but you know what, Heath? They say if you love someone, set them free, and something <laughs> might come back. I don't remember the rest of that shit. I was bruised and battered. I couldn't. <laughs> oh, one person that was set free was Christian McCaffrey, and the 49ers trounced. They are looking good. I said it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, they scare me. I think a lot of people did. But they, I mean, Garoppolo was just in control, 20 for 29, 228 yards, four touchdowns. Um, they, got, they got it on the ground from Debo, McCaffrey, and Mitchell. It was uh, that was Kittle. That that was that was another tight end. Watching him run around mm-hmm. too. He's such a goofball looking dude, isn't he? Whenever they show his picture, I'm like, is that really him? <laughs> like, yeah, he looks like one of my fr- my fraternity brother, Brendan Kilcoin from oh, Syracuse. Okay. Sorry, reminds me of him. Goofy. Um, well, you know, he did. He okay. did look goofy. <laughs> Two touchdowns for Kittle. It was good. He hasn't been. Well, I'm going to look at his stats for the season. They're down. They're way down. Yeah, because he's always hurt. See, that's the thing. Uh, They have Kittle and McCaffrey and Debo who have the injury prone. So if they're healthy, I don't know if anyone's going to beat them in the NFC. That was his crazy year. Definitely. That was his. There's another crazy, uh, crazy 49ers stat. They haven't given up a second half point in the the last three games. Whoa. Wow. Their defense is great. Yeah, they, yeah, no, the they're, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I was gonna say the last three games they've outscored the opponents 54 to nothing in the second half. <laughs> wow, they scare me. Like I, I hope that I, God forbid, the Cowboys will most likely probably get like the fifth seed. I just hope they don't have. They probably will have the third seed. I want to avoid them at all costs because I, that's the one team I don't think the Cowboys could beat. I, I, I just unless Jimmy G's awful, but. Ah. I think the Niners have got to be the favorite in the NFC right now, to be honest with you. I agree with you. 
I totally agree, Solo. But they lost to Brett's Falcons, didn't they? That was pre-McCaffrey, but yeah, yes, they did. They were good. Hey, the team you know, you got pre-ejaculation, pre-McCaffrey. It doesn't yeah. matter. Ooh. It was a win. I still. I think <laughs> that took a turn. Yeah. It took a. It took a slight and turn. Hey, don't hey. forget that they started this season and Garoppolo was not even going to be on the team. <laughs> yeah, Trey Lance. I know they were talking about trading him. They lost to the Bears. I lost like my survivor pool in like week one. That's yeah. an injury that has come to help the team tremendously and really brought it. I mean, if that didn't happen, would have they even got McCaffrey? You know what I'm saying? Like you just, you don't even know. That's a great point. Axel Foley. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's do a little onside kick and it's a special, it's a wobbly kick. Oh, someone pulled the ball because it's the Thanksgiving onside kick. We're going to talk a little bit about our favorite or least favorite Thanksgiving memories but before we do that, I just wanted to ask, let's quickly go around. I've already spoken about what I'm going to be doing for Thanksgiving by myself, eating ribs and watching football and smoking copious amounts of marijuana. Don't worry. It's legal. I live in Oregon. And you're going to be 100% happy tomorrow. 100%. <laughs> Come on, get happy. Oh, my daughter's going to be here with me, too. That's going to be fun. Um, so, Ando, what are you going to be doing for Thanksgiving? I will be trying to watch as much football as I can, but I am currently at my in-laws and we're having a big feast like early afternoon. So I'll probably miss part of the first game and, and hopefully just sit out and veg and watch the rest on my father-in-law's gigantic brand new 4k TV. So I'm excited about that. Awesome. Brett, how about you? I'm going to be going uh, to my aunt and uncle's house who live about an hour away. Also in the Atlanta area, we've been doing that for about 10 years now. So definitely going to be watching some football, though. That's nice. Have a safe drive. Thank you. Solo. Hey, buddy. Um, I mean, pre-moving to California in the late 90s, my parents would make an amazing spread, and we'd have Thanksgiving. And I, I miss those days. But being out in California, it's been mix and match. But uh, Lady Solo got a amazing job at St. Jude's Children's Hospital, her dream job. So she just worked three 12-hour shifts in a row. So we're going to take it easy tomorrow. I'm going to let her sleep in. I'm going to watch football. We're going to probably get some, you know, some Black Angus or Outback Steak, something something nice, you know, for that. And then we're going to, on Friday, do a ham and potato thing. Um I, I've, I, you know, I've had bad luck with doing my own turkeys um, or getting it from the supermarket or something like it just doesn't work out. And when you have a, amazing turkeys that your parents make through the years, it's I rather I only do turkey when I'm going somewhere and someone's preparing it with the stuffing and all that. So, uh so, you know, as much as I do love Thanksgiving and uh, give thanks, I'm thankful for you three for doing this pod and being such good friends. Uh, you know, it's going to be it's more of a chill day. I went to my cousin's last year. We had a nice spread because he lives close by. But I watched the Cowboys lose to the Raiders and I drank a little too much. So I'm going to drink a little less and watch the Cowboys hopefully beat the Giants in the comfort of my own recliner. Nice. All right. I like it. Well, I should say that I will be celebrating Thanksgiving uh, with the family. We'll be going over to our in-laws. 
uh, on Friday. So I'm going to have a Thanksgiving. Uh, I get to have two, but this is kind of the best of both worlds because usually as soon as best I get over there. of both worlds, I said. Sorry, a little Van Halen for you. Love it solo. Um <laughs> That sounded like a like a, a Conan O'Brien talking to Andy Richter. Like, get, get up, shut the fuck up. No, I really so, did like that. Was a good, no, I, I was into that. it, man. I was feeling it. Okay. I do it for I was you. For I do the guitar to kick in. Um, well, but I will be able to stuck. Do, have the best of both worlds because, yeah, like I said, usually happening. Oh, oh my god! Sorry, sorry, uh, did it again. I get to just watch football, which is very fun. But let's talk about our favorite. Do you want to do this, or did we do the yes? Favorite, well, actually, least favorite Thanksgiving memories, John Madden can Thanksgiving I, celebration. Can I can I take over? Yeah, right take now, it over, solo. Take okay, because I got some I got some stats and some things I want to run down before we get to our best and worst memories of Thanksgiving football. Um, so, the Detroit Lions have been hosting a Thanksgiving game since. Oh, I, I can't even find it now. I think it's 1934, yep. which is they're 37, 43, and two. Uh, the Cowboys first played on Thanksgiving in 1966. Uh, they're 31, 22, and one. Some fun facts about Thanksgiving. The Lions from 2004 to 2012 lost nine in a row. And then in the 50s and 60s, when they played on Thanksgiving, they played the Packers 12 times in a row. So it was like a tradition for the Packers Lions, which I didn't know about. I kind of remember that. Mm -hmm. that, Yeah, I can remember Packers fans mentioning that. Okay. Yeah, 1966, the Cowboys beat the Browns in their first ever, and they won six in a row. There was no – the Cowboys did not play on Thanksgiving in 75 and 77. So I don't know why there wasn't Thanksgiving this week that when, but, hey, you know, you do what you got to do. Uh, the Cowboys have not won a Thanksgiving game since 2018. They have lost really one, two, three, three in a row, four in a row. Yeah. So I'm going to run down real quick, guys, if you don't mind. As I'm going to go really fast. Uh, some memorable, like I'll start off with my memorable Thanksgivings through the years being a Cowboys fan. 1984, the Cowboys beat the Pats. I remember my dad was mad. That the pet that the Craig James went off that he was mad. I got grounded shortly <laughs> after. Mad dads are a theme on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, they, my dad was upset. I was playing basketball in my room, which I wasn't supposed to, and I got grounded after that so game. Low. Okay, come on. 1987. Oh, the Vikings beat my Cowboys 44 to 38 in OT. Oh, Whoa. like I was watching it on. Uh, it was recorded. And my dad had watched it, and and I'm watching the OT, and he goes, "Oh man, coming up is a, is a play you're, you're not going to believe." So I'm thinking, "Oh, the Cowboys are going to make this amazing interception for <laughs> no." The Vikings like ran it in from, and no one tackled the guy. I don't know if it was Darren Nelson or whoever it was, and and I go, "That was the unbelievable play." And my dad's like, "Yeah, no one tackled him." I'm like, "Oh, thanks." Um, 1989, Philly beat Dallas 27 nothing. That was one of the bounty bowls, mm. and that uh, 11. Uh, I'm just going to say the year 1990 Cowboys beat the Redskins 27, 17. That was Emmett Smith's coming out party on national TV, his rookie year 93. Oh God, this one kills me. Dolphins 16, Dallas 14 snow in Texas stadium. Keith Byers doing snow angels. 
That was the Leon let. Stojanovic goes to kick a field goal, misses it. The ball just <laughs> falls, and Leon let decides to come running in and touches the ball. Miami recovers for a touchdown. Aikman and Irvin are hugging. It was blocked, yes. But yeah. – it, yeah, it was blocked, and then you're not supposed to touch it. The Dolphins players were surrounded, and then Leon Lett comes flying in and hits it with his, like, knee, and then it goes into the end zone, and Miami recovers, <laughs> and Aikman and Urban are hugging each other for the win, and then they're looking like idiots. Like, what happened? <laughs> oh, I hated that one. Oh, God. Um, 94, Cowboys beat the pack, 42-31. Jason Garrett starts for the uh, Cowboys and lights it up. Uh I'm going to skip 98 because I'm sure that's good for Ando. Uh, in 2001, the Broncos beat the Cowboys 26 to 24. And yes, that was one of three games Ryan Leaf started for the Cowboys. So, you know, 2001 was a rough freaking year. Uh, 2004, the Cowboys beat the Bears 21 to 7. That is Drew Henson's first start as a cowboy. And with him and Julio Jones, I'm like, I'm in a bar, Fantasia and Burbank with my buddies. I'm like, Drew Henson, the future of the Cowboys. <laughs> He's going to be the Cowboys quarterback. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it never happened. Um, and then in 2006, um, Cowboys beat Tampa Bay 38 to 10. That was Tony Romo's coming out party through five touchdowns. And then 2007, the Cowboys beat the Jets 34 to three. So tough, tough, tough game yeah, for the Jets. Yeah. So. I remember that one. I was excited that the Jets were going to be on uh, Thanksgiving, and I wasn't excited after. Oh, and the last time the Lions. Oh, wait. They wait, have lost. 2007? 2007, yeah. Did I? Hold on a second. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going through memory lane. Continue solo. And I believe the last time the Lions haven't won on Thanksgiving in a, a while. And the last team they beat, anyone? 2016? Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I had sorry, sorry. Oh, that's know. that's okay. I'll I'll save my piece in a minute. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I well, you know, I know it's coming. Randy Moss. <laughs> okay. So that's kind of my ups and downs on Thanksgiving. Uh, but lately, the Cowboys have not been good on Thanksgiving. Last year's loss, they had over 100 yards in penalties to the Raiders last year. Blew that game. Uh, it's just It just hasn't been great on Thanksgiving lately. All right. But I'm hoping for so. a change. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. That was good stuff. Are we going to share? I don't know that I have any... Uh specific thanksgiving football memory i think a lot of times i kind of may may have fallen asleep <laughs> trip the fan you know what i'm saying um well and really with both with the cowboys and the lions both in the nfc too the afc teams don't yeah. often play on like the vikings are on thanksgiving quite a bit so i mean i i'd the, that first game you re- that game in '87 you referenced, he thought that was one of my first real crystal clear. I was ten, so that was one of my real first clear memories. And that Darren oh, Nelson wow. and Anthony Carter both had massive games. That was Dan- Darren Nelson, and, yeah, Anthony Carter. Yeah, I, I love from. Uh, I, I went here and looked up the box score, and yeah, Darren Nelson had 118 with two touchdowns. AC had 184 and two touchdowns. So 
That but then the Cowboys got their revenge because who also played in that game who they traded to the Vikings about a year and a half later and basically set the foundation for their Super Bowl winning teams. Herschel Walker. <laughs> so they got they got their revenge on that one pretty well. And then of course 1998 with Randy Oof. Moss and the the Moss coming out party his rookie season and that was that was like the that's that's one of my all time top five probably f- football memories because it was just. John Madden just he, like screaming, just chunk it deep, and and it was just oh man, it was it was. If so memory much fun. serves me correctly, Ando Moss only cost three passes, but they were all long touchdowns. Yeah, yeah it was like three for one sixty five or something with three touchdowns. Yeah, Cunningham would just throw it as far as he could, and Moss would run outrun everybody. It was amazing. You know, and it's funny because you know everyone passed on Moss because of his off the field stuff. And I remember he was pissed off. The Cowboys didn't draft him. And mm-hmm. sure enough, Moss made them pay for many years. And that yeah, could have Moss could have had Aikman's career go a little longer. If he had Moss and oof. Irvin on the team, I mean, well, they would have been unstoppable. Uh, stupid, stupid, stupid. All right. So anyway, anyway, oh, it's okay. Uh, Brett, do you I'm have sorry. Thanksgiving Polo. memories. Well, the, the Falcons have played on Thanksgiving four times. They've oh, they only, have? Yes. Um, they've only played once against the regular uh, Lions slash Cowboys. They played in Detroit in 2005. Oh, Michael I missed that one. Quarterback. Um, we won the game 27 to 7. So that was a good, that was a good day. It was, it was made a little bitter by the fact that Atlanta failed to make the playoffs that season, despite go- starting the year like six and one or something, and then collapsed. Mm. Um, they won that one, but they've lost. They lost their next three. Then in 07, I think it was 2006 that they started the night game. The so, like a triple head, the triple header. Why has it been that long? Yeah. And, oh, okay. uh, I wouldn't have guessed that either. Yeah. In 2007, they had a home game against Indianapolis. That was the year between Michael Vick and Matt Ryan, where Joey oh. Harrington was the starter. Well, Joey Harrington. Guys, that's because it's Thursday night football. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So yeah, I, think I think that, that, was, okay. that corresponds with oh, the good call. of Thursday good call. night football. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think you're right. Huh. Well, because it's uh, weird because, like, I'm sorry, Brett. Because, like, it's weird because the Cowboys for many years, too, like, they play on Thanksgiving and then NFL Network the next week would play them on Thursday and they would lose that extra time off. And they were doing that for years. And I used to get so mad. Like, were they supposed to They play a short week and then they're playing them? You know, anyway. Yeah, uh, 2006 was the beginning of Thursday night. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, there you go. And uh, they actually played in back-to-back years against the New Orleans Saints in 2018 and 2019. That's right. One was at home, one was on the road. So NFL decided to do like a two two straight year deal with that one. They lost both of those games. So, Ooh. Uh, but personally, my favorite Thanksgiving memory. There's no doubt it's the Leon Light game. And <laughs> but I, I was just, well, I was what, like 12 years old and I didn't care about the Cowboys or the Dolphins, but that was like the great. You're only 12. Like Leon let sliding in there and knocking the ball and then Dolphins just pouncing on it. I still, so, to this day, Brett, I, I don't get it. 
he just didn't know the rule. Like he just thought, no, he didn't. Or, yeah. Or he, he, he doesn't get a touch of football very often. So he's like, Oh, football on the ground. Let me go get that. that and just so you know, Emmett Smith did not play that game. Do you guys know the running back for the Dallas Cowboys who started that game? Oh boy. What year was it again? 93. No, nah, I'm not going to be able to guess that one. Oh, I'm sure I'll know the name when you say it. I don't remember. I don't think so. Uh, and and now I don't even know if I get the name right because I always called him the wrong name. It was the it, what Lincoln Carter or Lincoln Kennedy or some some one of them's a lineman. The others Lincoln Kennedy was a line was a off. Yeah. Okay, so is it Lincoln Carter? Now I don't even know. It was there was a Lincoln involved, but there was this guy like off the street was started for the Cowboys and then. Didn't really play much after that. Yeah, Lincoln Kennedy was the – was it Lincoln Carter? Well, I have to say this, I guys. I was sitting here thinking to myself, wait a second. There was a very famous Jets game on Thanksgiving, and I couldn't remember. I was thinking, was it the Heidi game? You know, the famous game where they cut away <laughs> from the Jets game and the Jets won? That was the Raiders, yeah. And I, but, but no, you know what it was? It what was, was it, Axel? 2012, when the New England Patriots beat the New York Jets 49-19 to on the Thursday night football Thanksgiving game. It was also the game in which Mark Sanchez committed one of the most infamous <laughs> acts in NFL history. Oh. The butt fumble. Oh, the butt fumble? Yep. Thanksgiving. Lincoln wow. Coleman was his name. Lincoln Coleman. That was the running back. Lincoln Sorry. Coleman. Yeah. Yep. I see that now too. Lincoln Coleman. Well, the butt fumble was on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I didn't even. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew there was something that happened on Thanksgiving. Wow. All right. Well, let's move on on that note. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's, move on. let's go over to the hammock. But before uh, we do that, let's oh. take a brief break. And we're back. And before we uh, go any further, I do want to say we did talk about the butt fumble. But the butt fumble, I want to remind everyone, has been replaced by the butt punt <laughs> that happened earlier this year. <laughs> and Dolphins kicker Thomas Morstead punted it into the ass of uh, Trent Sherfield. So from hence more from now on, we're not going to remember the butt fumble. Just like that's why I forgot it because it was replaced by the much funnier butt punt. Just only on There's room for both, Axel. I don't know if that was funnier. The Sanchez one is pretty funny. All right, I tried. I tried. You did try. Hey, I'll say one thing though. Speaking of uh, commentators and announcers. Mark Sanchez has become a fantastic color guy, and I love when he calls the games. There you go, Mark Sanchez. Former Cowboy, too. Yep. Um, he played right. with the Cowboys. Ando, take it away. Okay. Well, last week, some of us did decent. Some of us didn't do decent. Uh, Heath takes the crown again, went 10 and 4. Yeah. Ooh, I went 10 and 4? Yep. Ooh, I went I like eight and it. six. Axel went seven and seven, and Brett fell to five and nine. 
So Brett, what the fuck is going place. on with you? That AI has a bug, Brett. You better run a run some. You better uh, go to yeah. I, I, I'm working on it. I'm working on. It's the second straight week I've gone five and nine. I mean, so. Rehobo, Rehobo. Well, Axel Rehobo. talked me into one, and I, I love him for it. That Cowboys one. Because I went Minnesota and then I changed because I felt the love from Axel Foley. I, you know, I was like, "Is it my turn?" Well, to you didn't have you love for the Jets, and you were right. Um, well, yeah. I knew they were going to give a punt return, but but that's okay. I mean, some, you know, but it, it, you know, little PM Dawn playing in the background, Axel <laughs> giving me a lap dance. Oh, baby, I love it. Spread that. The, Is it uh, my turn. <laughs> I'm bringing back memories, dude. <laughs> Sorry, party. <laughs> okay, keep it together. Okay, I, I uh, would okay, have picked the Titans no, over the. I was Packers. talking to myself. <laughs> sorry, oh. Brett. Go ahead. I would have picked the Titans over the Packers, except I was doing the dumb uh, anti-solo algorithm because you picked the Packers. For <laughs> like if I had gone first, I probably would have picked the Titans. But anyway, so that's one I could have got back. But you know what? I'll tweak yeah. some things. But I'll do better. Mm-hmm. The uh, right. we we did have to have the accountant go through and audit our scoring and found a couple of small mistakes, so there was some adjustments. But the overall season standings, Heath is sixty five and fifty one. Mm-hmm. Axel is three games back at sixty two and fifty four. Mm-hmm. I am seven games back, but I am back to five hundred at fifty eight and fifty eight. And Brett is one game behind me at fifty seven and fifty nine. And eight- I needed. A- yeah, I needed a week like this past week because my two weeks prior weren't very good. I mean, I don't think any of us were very good, but there was a those are rough weeks. All right, and I've got um, a couple other small stats after this week. As a podcast, we are now twenty games over five hundred. All right, yeah, see, I like that. I like that. Nice. The uh, I we've talked about some of this before about when we all pick the same team. I'll, all of us take the same one, and there's been 47 games we've done that. 23 wins, 23 losses, and one tie. Oh, so, interesting. That is interesting. On yeah. primetime games, Ooh. if we took primetime games out, we would be really, really kicking ass. <laughs> Thursday night football, we are a combined 8 and 24. <laughs> Monday Monday night football, we are a combined 10 and 22. And Sunday oh. night football, we are a combined 12 and 20 for a 30 and 66 primetime record. So we are going to rename this the Kirk Cousins picking podcast since we can't play on primetime either. I'm, I'm, That's I'm amazing. That. I am. Uh, you know, I'm going to. I don't either. This. I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to learn from it, too. I have no <laughs> idea what I'm going to learn. But I'm going to learn something. Learn I learned that we suck at picking primetime games yeah. is what I learned. You know what, Andy? I wish amazing. there was some way. It, this would be really hard. Please do not do this. To go back and listen. and see, Because we often say, we, or I should say we mostly say, this team's going to win, but I'm going to take the points. or You know what I'm saying? Or however you would say it. I always get that thing wrong. But yeah. uh, what our actual, like... With the spread and money line, what the difference is? Because well, I think, I think that we're Axel, doing pretty good. We're picking with the spread. I think I think we take a lot of favorites on the primetime games. Mm-hmm. Is what yeah. is what has screwed us. Mm-hmm. I think you're right about that. Wow. So yeah, I had I had, I had done some other. 
little and the Broncos have appeared on a lot of prime and the and I did hear guys like remember we talked about I think five time five primetime games are the limit because they still enforce that. Okay, I know that used to be. I wasn't sure. Yeah, because you they don't want to have like you know the Cowboys be on eight primetime games because they'll get the ratings, but they're you know so anyway that's according to cousin Sal. Yeah. Every like my source is one because of that Thursday night deal. And then max of five. Yeah. Okay. Max of five. All right, let's get to it. Okay. Well, I, t- I we switched it up a little bit. We are going to do the Thanksgiving games first. So, oh. and the order this week is Heath, me, Axel, Brett in order to finish last week. And then we'll switch off every round. So the first game, Heath, you're going to take us to Detroit where the Ooh. bills are favored by nine and a half. That's the first well, game tomorrow morning. You know, the Lions have been frisky. Uh, they've won, what, three in a row? Yep. If, if uh, memory yes. serves me correctly. Three in a row. Uh, they beat the, the Giants, which I was very happy about because the Giants are El Garbajo, overrated, and they're going to get killed tomorrow. But, um, ah, damn it. <laughs> this isn't a primetime game, right? Okay, nope. so... Like I said before, the Lions haven't won on Thanksgiving in like five or six years. I, I, I just can't see them. I'm taking the Bills minus the points. I just feel this is a Kellum Bills, Josh Allen coming out party, and they win like 35 to 17. Yeah, I'm st- even though the Bills have struggled a little bit the last month, I – I've seen the Lions enough to know that they can't, they don't have the weapons to hold on with the Bills. I'm also taking the Bills. Um, I'm taking the Lions. Um, oh, it's because Nelly. of the spread. I think the Bills are going to win this game, but I just don't think they're going to win by nine and a half. Uh, what? Are, who have the Lions beaten? They're on a, a two or three game winning streak. Now they beat the Packers. They beat the Giants and the Bears. The Bears. The the Bills. So uh, nine and a half, a 10-point victory would give it for me if I pick the Bills. So I'm going to go Bills minus nine and a half. Axel's on Revis Island, folks. Just want (laughs) to let you know. So I am picking first this time, and – I have to decide if the Cowboys can cover 10 points against the Giants at home. And the Cowboys will win by more than 10 points. They did enough to blow me away last week, and the, I don't, I'm not high on the Giants at all. Cowboys cover. Oh, okay. Um, this is a tough one. Interdivisional game. Long history between these two squads. Right, Solo? Right, so, right, follow. <laughs> long, long history. The, Joe Morris, yeah. Rob oh, Carpenter, yeah. mm. Lawrence Taylor, mm. Randy White, um, Kent Graham. <laughs> I am going Sorry. to take the New York Giants, though I think the Cowboys will win this game. We don't care. It's all about this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, I do care. The Cowboys will win this yeah. game. Thank you, Axel. Yeah. I like no, I think the Cowboys are in sync. They're doing great. Obviously, they had a big blowout. 
But I think that the Giants, these teams know each other. I think that when the Giants need to, they can turn it on, and I think that they're going to play better for this game, but not better enough. Yeah, this is a tough one for me too, but I I think I agree with Axel. You think or you do? Marry me. I think, he, I think we lost him. <laughs> okay. I think he thinks he agrees with Axel, and then he's like, I'm done. <laughs> oh. It's like, I'm out. I agreed with Axel. <laughs> oh, do I need to, do I oh, need gosh, to like, keep track not, of that? Yeah. Brett's Sorry, back. I wouldn't. Oh, no, man. he's back. Okay. I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Yeah. Uh, You're the man behind back. the mask, Al Scooper. <laughs> he's back. Ten the points. man is behind the mask. The Giants plus ten. Yeah. All right. The Giants lost another receiver. They've three of their starting linemen aren't traveling with the team. I mean, they lost their top corner. McKinney's not, I think that's his name. He's not playing. I mean, the only thing is if Saquon Barkley runs for 300 yards, I I'm sorry, as much as it is a division rival, um, like I said, Rodney Hampton and Ron Dane aren't coming through that door. Um, I, I think the Cowboys should dominate this, and I think they will cover. Minus well, and after after Saquon Barkley's amazing fifteen carries for twenty two yards last week, he's he's not exactly on a hot streak right now. So that's true. Um, Axel, you get to take us to prime time where the Patriots and the Vikings. Did you make are a playing. pick, Ando? Did you yeah, make a I picked pick? The, I picked the Cowboys first. You never. Oh, you picked it first. Okay, I love yep. you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So after the I'm ass so, whipping my Vikings got last year, I had or last I'm week so I had mean. to take. I'm them. so mean. All I'm right. sorry. Well, we saw. Oh, the Vikings are favored by three. Axel for the Pats. Yeah. Well, we know <laughs> Kirky Kirky Cousins doesn't have such a good record in prime time, right? That's kind of his. Yep. His thing. He does not like that. The What's your thing? Do what you want to do. Defense. And though everyone shits on Mac Jones, I don't think he's terrible. Um, I'm taking the Patriots here to give the Vikings two losses in a row. Wow. So, yeah. Um, I like the BTK. I think the Patriots are a pretty good road team. And, um, man, I mean, I like Minnesota, but something tells me the Patriots are going to win this game. Give me the Patriots plus with three. Hmm. Good job, Brett. I think with the Vikings getting killed, the Patriots playing like crap but still beating the Jets, everyone's going to take – be like, why are the Patriots – Getting three? I'm going to take that to the bank. Wrong. Vikings, get right, bounce back game. Kirk Cousins, who I hate, is going to get hurt. But I don't care because Dalvin Cook and the boys, this is going to be the feeling two touchdown game that I thought was last week. It's going to be this week. I'm taking the Vikings minus the three. You want to know why? I have no idea, but I just feel like they're going to win. I like that. Taking the Vikings. Feeling it, baby. You got to feel it so low. I just well, feel it, Axel. The uh, Vikings' all-time record on Thanksgiving is six and two, 
Granted, most of that is against the Lions, so does that really count? <laughs> and that was like um, three, 20 years ago? Yeah. yeah. And they uh, they basically took the second half off last week, so they should be well-rested, and they're going <laughs> to they're, they're beat the Patriots tomorrow night. I like – I I don't know. Ooh, that confidence – no, okay, I'm going to keep it. <laughs> uh, yes, you're no. allowed one change per, per week. No, I'm sticking with it. <laughs> okay. Now Brett is going to go to Mile High and uh, tell us who's going to win. Between, oh, no, excuse me, not go to Mile High, go to Carolina. Boy, he's the Broncos are higher by a point and a half. He's higher than Axel's going to be but... Mile High tomorrow. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be high as a kite by then. <laughs> oh, oh, Rocket Man. Mm-hmm. Game. Broncos uh, by the Broncos by a point and a half on the road. All right, can I day. can I go back and change my Dallas versus New York pick? Oh I, shit! I think I think I like. No, we've Dallas. never had this. We've never had this <laughs> when we started the new pick. So one oh, of those deals yeah, where it's too great. late to throw the challenge flag because the next play has already gone on. <laughs> or, well, you know, no, no. Since since they did it to the Cowboys, why don't <laughs> we do it on the pod? <laughs> I'm changing my pick to Cowboys minus ten. Ooh, I'll see, probably I see regret. what you did okay. there. I see what you did there. All right, now back to this terrible Denver versus Carolina game. Um, this, this should is force Axel just to watch it. this game. Oh, <laughs> no, let's just pick this one quick. This is like ugh. I will never watch this effing game. Carolina's at home. Does Carolina have any kind of home field advantage? I mean, it's a one o'clock start for. A mountain time zone team. Brett, give it us um, like extra analysis that we can benefit from, guys. Listen. I believe they are starting Carolina Sam does. Darnold tomorrow, too, or on Sunday uh, as well. That's true. Oh, God. Uh, oh, God, help us all. I think Carolina's been pretty decent against the spread, despite how terrible they've been. I'm going to go Carolina here. Carolina plus one and a half. You have the man behind the mask, Brett. Am I next? I, I, yes. I'm confused. Okay, I'm next. Yep. Uh, as much as I hate the Broncos, I'm going with the Broncos minus the one and a half. I, I just, I, I, God, this game's awful. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. Carolina, they are frisky and they play tough. Russell Wilson's garbage, but. And who the heck they have starting at running back now? Wait a minute. I may not pick them. Uh, yeah, they just cut Melvin Gordon. Yeah, because he fumbles too much. Yep. Williams is out for the year. Who who who's is it is it the guy the guy from all the right moves who fumbled on the goal line? What Spicoli? What was his name? Is it the Italian running back? Yeah, what I can't name? remember all what right his name moves. is. Yeah. No, he didn't make the pros. Nah, I'm still going Denver. Sorry. I am Spumoni. Gonna... What was his name? I gotta look it up while you guys talk. Rigatoni. <laughs> the uh, I I th- this game is just, is garbage, and I don't like either one of these teams. I don't think the Broncos can score right now at all. So I am I'm gonna take the Panthers. They're gonna run the ball and somehow win this game, like ten to three or something, seven to three maybe. Panthers. Uh, I'm gonna take if the Panthers too, to... especially since Darnold is starting. Love that guy. Love you. Love you, Sammy D. 
Oh, am I the only one taking the Broncos? Yep. Yep. Oh, I'm on Revis Island. Well, Solo, you get to uh, pick a primetime game here where the Steelers are playing at Indianapolis on Monday night. The Colts are favored by two and a half. Salvucci. That was his name. And all the right moves. Salvucci. He fumbled. All right. So so Steelers at Colts. What's the spread again? Colts two and a half. This is Monday Night Football. Yep. Monday Night Football, bitches. Give me Kenny Pickett and TJ Watt and Charles Pickens or whatever his name is. Greg Pickens. What's his name? George. Kyle Pickens. George, George Clooney Pickens. The Colts are garbage, even though they've been playing tough. Um, they could win this game though, because the Steelers aren't very good. But I don't know. I just um, I'm going. I'm going to take a little points here and go with Kenny Pickett because hmm. he's the man behind the mask. Well, boy, I think that. Uh... Monday night game is going to turn into Saturday night when Jeff Saturday's team wins. <laughs> Colts. <Damn>. Saturday, <laughs> Saturday, Saturday. Um, that yeah. was just for you. I was hoping you were going to go there, Heath. I'm going to oh, agree okay. with, uh, with uh, Andrew, and I'm going to take the Colts. I don't think either of these teams are good at all, but I think that it seems like the Colts are going to get it together for this one because the Steelers are worse. Mm. Saturday, 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 Saturday. When does reality come crashing down for a high school football coach in the NFL? <laughs> On <laughs> Saturday, Saturday, Friday. two and a half. All right. <laughs> You said wow. the Steelers there, right, Brett? Yes. Okay. He just did. He just did. He went the anti-reverse 180 solo, which means he goes with me. He agrees. <laughs> In case you didn't know. Well, I have to try and figure out if the Ravens can beat the Jags at Jacksonville, where the Ravens are favored by three and a half. And the Jags are bad. They're real bad. And – the Ravens, even though Lamar isn't playing up to his normal, he's still going to win this game. Ravens take this. Ooh, okay. Well, I feel like Lamar is going to have a breakout here. This is what my main man Lamar. I'm going to take the Ravens. Ravens at Jacksonville. What's the spread again? Uh, three and a half. Three and a half. Jacksonville is not that great. I like the Ravens by about a touchdown. Give me the Ravens minus three and a half. Hmm. You know, it's funny. When I was looking at this game earlier before the pod, I was like, you know, I'm going to take the Jags because this is one of those games where I, I just have a feeling the Jags are going to play good ball. I don't have any evidence for this. I was gonna say, what gave you that <laughs> feeling? This is- yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just one of those guts where you look at the line and you're like, you know what? Solo's got a feeling this week. You got a <laughs> They are coming off a bye. I got a feeling. 
a feeling deep inside. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, I got a feeling I'm taking the Ravens. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the first one we all agreed on. So we're all going to lose. So I take the Jags. I'm switching. Oh, damn. (laughs) At the last minute, I I am taking the Jags plus three and a half. You are taking the Jags. Okay. I am. Change it. I'm on (laughs) this island. He learned his lesson. This I learned my lesson. Wow. Okay. Okay. Now we get to the section of the picks that I call, holy shit, these spreads are high. Axel, Rams are going to play in Kansas City where they are the Chiefs are favored by 15 and a half. Yeah, oh my lord. About how the Chiefs do not cover. Whoa. And I do not think they're going to cover here. Even though the Rams are terrible. John Wolford. Wolford's going to be star. Oh man. Isn't that a isn't that a isn't that a character from freaking Gilead? I think it is. <laughs> Waterford, oh, yeah. Son of Waterford. Wolford. Son of um, Wolford, House Wolf of the Son, uh, Joseph of Wolford of Wolford of Wolford. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I think the Chiefs are definitely going to win this game. They could win it by two touchdowns, but two touchdowns and a field goal, two touchdowns and a touchdown—that's three touchdowns, by the way. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm I don't confused. know. I, I, I'm going to take the Rams, but the Chiefs are going to win. I love Axel has to put that in there like it means something. <laughs> well, I the mean, Stafford's you know, definitely. No, no, I know, I know, Axel. You're, I'm you're just talking being... about the teams. And no, I know. I'm just spread, being. So I like to. No, I let people know that. Don't, I don't I'm not being hostile, really Axel. I respect you. I'm not being hostile. I just like to point it out. And Andy yeah. likes to say the Vikings are going to win and not say they're going to cover. So I just like to point that out. <laughs> That's true. Yes. That's Loopholes. True. Stafford <laughs> hasn't ruled out, Brett, if you were asking. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was asking. Was he asking though? Yeah, he did ask. Wolford. Think. House. We just went through Waterford and Gilead. Didn't you sorry. Listen? Sorry. <laughs> I was too it's focused on the Hobum recliner here. This is so irresponsible of me. I'm taking Kansas City minus 15 and a half. Ooh. Oh, and uh, it is not House Wolford has also been ruled out. It's second string undrafted quarterback Bryce Perkins to be starting. Oh, that makes Who me the fuck is that? Is that from Baylor? Um, is that Perkins from Baylor? Let me check here. I think I'm he did, sure. did play at Baylor. I think he played at Baylor. Um, if not, he played at House Wolford. Um, dude, I'm. I, I, I'm taking the Chiefs and the points. I mean, minus the points. See see how I did that there? I'm taking the Chiefs with the points. So, like, loophole-wise, I'm taking the Chiefs plus 15 and a half. I'm teasing it. No, I'm, ta- I'm taking the Chiefs against House Wolford or House Perkins. And I'm going to regret it. Uh, it says Virginia is where he played. Oh, he – oh, wait a minute. That's... Okay. No, it is. There was a Perkins who played at Baylor, but that was like ten years ago. Um, yeah, no, he was he was a quarterback at Virginia who last year was like a touted prospect, but I guess kind of fell off the face of the earth. And oh, well, yeah, go figure. Okay, until he stuns the Chiefs. That's true. And oh, House Wolford. I don't what like taking this many points either, but you know, I'm I gotta go with the Chiefs too. I just don't think the the Chiefs are gonna score three touchdowns at least. I don't think the Rams can score one. 
right now with that offense. So that's a good way to look at it. Okay. Continuing on our holy shit, these lines are high, Brett. Texans are going to Miami. Dolphins by 13 and a half. Oh, jeez, Louise Dreyfus. And Davis Mills. Davis Mills has been benched for Bryce Perkins Uh, from Baylor, who never played at (laughs) Baylor. No, it's – oh, God, I just read it. I did too, and I already don't remember. I already don't remember who the hell's name. Kyle Um, Allen. Kyle Allen. Was that Karen Allen's kid? Marcus Allen's kid, I think. Marcus (laughs) Allen's I just wanted to get a little Karen Allen on the pod. I love Karen Allen. Big fan. I This makes me so uncomfortable to be picking so many favorites. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do. I think I'm going to go Miami minus 13 and a half. I think I've already used my uh, switcheroo for the week, so I guess I got to stick with it. Yeah, that. you got to stick with it. You used your switcheroo, right. and so did I. Axel and Ando only have switcheroos left. Oh, Solo, that's you're me. Up. Yep. <laughs> um, Tua, Hill, Wilson, Mostert, Waddle. Just to name a few. Kyle Allen, Damian Pierce, <laughs> and I don't know who the frick else. Give me the Dolphins minus the points. Oh, my Lord. We're going against everything we talked about. <laughs> God, I don't. same thing as the last one. The Dolphins are going to score at least three touchdowns. I don't know if the Texans are going to score one. I got to take gonna the Dolphins. They're going to score one late. It's going to be 35-7. Yeah, they're, they're, I just I can't see them. Yeah, they're going to win by Texans two touchdowns. Texans are bad. Texans yeah. are bad. All right, well. It's not good luck when we all take the same team. <laughs> and I guess Ugh. we haven't done it yet because Solo switched. I sw- yeah, I did a switcherooski. But guess what, guys? I'm jinxing what? us all because I'm taking the Dolphins because the Texans <laughs> are the first team in the league. And Tyreek and Waddle and two, they're just going to go off. Even if the Texans score some points, I think the Dolphins are going to win by two touchdowns. Dolphins are for real, guys. Yeah, Dolphins are, are for real. Mm-hmm. For real, bro. and they're coming off a bye. If that matters, mm-hmm. you know, Relax I don't know if that ready. matters anymore. Off the beach. I don't know if that because the Cowboys suck off the bye. It depends Every, on the team. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it team. matters if somebody can come back from an injury because they needed extra rest, like a major player. But that doesn't seem to be the case for most teams ever. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't know, but they are coming off a bye. <laughs> Just including some facts. Well, no, that's good. See, Heath, what you are going to have to tell us is another who's going to win this another high point spread game. Okay, give it to me. The Saints going to San Francisco. Niners by nine and a half. Give me the Niners. Saints suck. I'm telling you right now, there's no way in hell the Saints keep it close. Andy F and Dalton. <laughs> nah. You know what? Archie Manning. And Dalton Hilliard ain't coming through that door, folks. <laughs> Give me the Niners. And you Joe know, Montana. I don't, I don't know if the Saints can score one point on the 49ers. The 49ers <laughs> will score at least ten. So 49ers. You know what? You've dumbed it down for us, Ando, and you're right. 
It just makes it more clear when you say it like that. Watch me be wrong on every one of these damn games. That's okay. That's the NFL in 2022. Mm, that's true. Well, this is a uh, another one where we might all agree, but let's hope we don't because Brett chooses differently than me. 49ers. Yeah. Bobby Avery coming oh, through that hat. door, Brett. <laughs> Andy, you're definitely my Andy Richter because you laugh at every joke. <laughs> I know, I know. I know, you are my Andy Richter. Ando Richter. I know the <laughs> I like AI, the AI, I think the AI is starting to flip fucking. Well, the loop. I think it got wet. I think it got wet, Axel. There's a glitch. And it's starting to. <laughs> Man, one of, a, one of his bodies started to make noise and he had to shut it up in that basement. Mm. <laughs> you know, how long is the flight from Mexico back to uh, San Francisco? Is that like the travel is going to wear on him a little bit? Or like three hours. I don't know. Yeah, I'm only going with the Saints because y'all picked the 49ers. Give me the Saints. Oh, don't no. do it, Good Brett. Choice. Good choice. Don't Brett. do it. Don't break my heart. Don't do it. All right, Ando. Okay. This one, I've got Tampa going to the Browns, and the Bucks are favored by three and a half. And, oh, man, this one is this one's a tough one for me. I mean, well, because Browns, it's the Browns. That's why well, every time the Browns come up, you you have Ajita. I do, and you know what? I gotta <laughs> I gotta default back to my Jacoby Brissett thing. Deshaun's not there yet, so Bucks and the Bucks are playing a little better than they were before. I'll I'll take the Bucks, even though I don't really like this pick. Uh, I'm going to go Am with the Bucks too. Oh, I think Bucks. they're getting it together. Get it together. See what's happening. Get it together. Mm, three and a half spread. Brett, what would your two or your three bodies in your basement? What would they take <laughs> if you if you gave them the opportunity? <laughs> three and a half is uh, the bodies say three and a half is too much. <laughs> plus three and a half. Wow. Okay. All right. So we got TB twelve. He seems happy. Um. It was, uh, I was listening to his let go on Sirius XM. His, he does with Jim Gray and they had Charles Barkley on and Bar- Barkley was hilarious. He said he went to the doctor cause he, you know, he's like, you know, the doctor's like, man, Charles, you're fat. He goes, you're, you, you need to lose some weight. Cause he goes, you know, you see a lot of young people walking around fat, but you don't see any old people around walking overweight cause they're all dead. <laughs> And I'm like, that was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> Barkley is hilarious. Um, yeah. So I'm going with the Buccaneers because Tommy's ready to play. He's from, he's coming back from Munich, had a week off. He's got some new German model. Uh, Browns are just the Browns. I'm going TB12 is back, baby. But we'll lose to the Cowboys in the playoffs. Okay, Axel. Chargers are going to Arizona. Chargers by three. Um, who is starting for the Cardinals? Huh? House Wooford. 
Joe Waterford of House Joseph. It was because what's his name started? Uh, Cole McCoy and then Trace McSorley from Penn State got put in there. Um, Kylie Kyler's ham hammy is getting better, but we don't know. I don't think we know yet. Okay. Well, this, he expects to return. Yeah, there's a there's a story from uh, NFL.com that says Colt McCoy set to start, and then there's another one from Yahoo that says Kyler likely to return. Yeah, so. <laughs> I said ESPN nine hours ago. Um, <clears throat> the Gilead Times say that. <laughs> Joe Waterford is going to start at quarterback. Well, the Chargers Sorry. played pretty well against the Chiefs, but not that well. They have a lot of injuries as well. Um, I'm going to go with the Cardinals here, even though I think they're kind of a mess. Solo or Brett? I Sorry. Brett. I, don't, I don't like the Cardinals, and I don't like the Chargers. Oh, this is your Ando brisket, brisket, brisket. I just don't like the Chargers as favorites. So give me the Cardinals plus three. God damn it. How did Winnipeg lose this game? Oh, okay. Um, I, I, I think the Cardinals will not win another game this year. I think Kingsbury has lost this team. Murray doesn't care. He wants him fired. He's on the contract, so he knows he's going to have a job. I think Justin Bear. this is his tough loss against the Chiefs, but he's going to light it up this week. Give me the charge, San Diego. Super charge. I hope you're right. Yeah, I hope I'm right, too. You know what? I'm using my switch. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Chargers it is. Thank you, Andy. I think if we all use a switch, we all get another switch. Andy, can you can you use a switch? switch. You know what? I haven't used a switch all year. So I I I don't know if I'll start tonight. We'll see. (laughs) I don't think so. Well, you did cross the border. Yeah. I'm a wanted man where I am right now, so I have to keep my wanted man. I like that, Ando. I'm not sure wanted by who, but that's a different discussion. Hey. Hey, we want you. Want to buy us? Well, perfect. There we go. I'm uh, those Chargers. They look like a different team with Keenan Allen on that team, and I think the Chargers are going to win this one and win it big. Herbert's playing good. Herbert looked really good the other night. I think they're. I think the Chargers. This is going to be a nice little run for the Chargers here. So I'm taking the Chargers as well. All right. Okay. Okay. Oh, this is this is this is a. Interesting one, too. The uh, Raiders are going to Seattle. Seattle by three and a half. Brett. Ooh, that's a big spread. Seattle by three and a half. But it's at Seattle. And the Raiders are not very good. I'll take Seattle minus three and a half. Hmm. I was the only one to pick the Raiders last week and got my victory. And the Seahawks are coming off a bye. Seahawks are coming off a bye. Gino and his not broken jaw. Uh, the Raiders are bad. This reminds me of the old 80s. It was the, I think it was the 83 championship game going to Super Bowl 18. It was Seahawks made a run. 
and then lost to the Raiders in the AFC Championship. I'm getting a little nostalgic. Jim Plunkett versus David Craig. Kurt Warner, not that Kurt Warner that they made a movie about, but the Kurt Warner from Penn State, the running back, Steve Largent. Oh, yeah. Cliff Branch, Howie Long, Matt Millen, all the good times. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know where the Seahawks are going. They overachieved and then they lost to Tampa and Munich. I, you know, they did beat the Giants at home. The Raiders are bad. Um, so I'm going to take the Hawks, but I, I, but with an asterisk, I have a weird feeling the Raiders could win this game. Okay. Oh, well, this game, man, this game is a tough one for me. The, the, I have a couple interesting stats from the Raiders from last week when they won an OT. Devontae Adams has tied LaDainian Tomlinson for third career overtime touchdown, most in history. And number two all-time, oh God, excuse me, number, number two all-time record for quarterbacks winning in overtime is Tom Brady with a seven, four, with 10 starts, 10 and four record. David Carr is now number one at eight and two record in overtime, the best winning percentage of any quarterback in league history. Kind of wow, hope stat. this game doesn't go to overtime. Yeah. And, you know, I think the Raiders finally have figured out the last three weeks, Devontae Adams is their weapon. 10 for 446, 9 for 126, 7 for 142, five touchdowns in the last three weeks. I think they've figured it out a little bit. They're still not very good, but I think they are going to – I think the I'm taking the Raiders. Wow, Ando, are you change your tune? Um, <clears throat> I'm going to agree with Andy on this. I think that the Seahawks what won five in a row and then got beat by the Bucks, and I think it just kind of burst their bubble coming off a bye. Maybe they're a little groggy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know what uh, you're saying. In front of the whole schnitzel and brat, and I, I think the Raiders are uh, maybe finding some of that. Uh, that magic that they did not have at any other point in the season. Maybe they can do it two games in a row. So I'm going to go with the Raiders. Wow. I probably should change it because the Raiders have burned me so many times this week, but I'm going to, or I was gonna, I'm, I'm going <clears> to <throat> stick with the Raiders. I was going to say, you guys were so down on the Raiders last week. I was the only one who picked them. Now all of a sudden they win one stinking game against what the Broncos. Well, and now from, you're like, from thinking watching the, you solo. Oh, oh, gotcha. All right. Okay. Your turn to pick. And you need to tell us who's going to win where the commies are favored by four and a half at home against the Falcons. Brett's Falcons, by the way. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know if the Falcons travel well, guys. They're a better home team. Uh, the commies are getting Chase Young back, I believe. Mm-hmm. Taylor Heineke is only drinking the non-alcoholic Heineken beer, not mm-hmm. the alcoholic. Yeah, this is Vegas zone. They don't know what to do with this game. Um, I hope Atlanta wins because I'm not a commies fan. But unfortunately, for Brett's sake, which may be a good thing, I'm taking the commies minus four and a half, even though... I, I just I just don't think Atlanta can win on the road. All right. Well, I think the uh, 
after that after that game that they lost to the Vikings when they should have won that thing. I mean, if they if they would have if they would have won that game, the the Commies would be on a six game winning streak right now. They've won five mm. out of their last six, including the win over the Eagles. They I think they figured out what the hell they're doing. I like I like the Commies here. Well, Brett, I'm sorry to say that I'm going with the commies too. So give me the Falcons plus four and a half. Yeah. He's in. He's all in. (laughs) His third body just, just passed away so he can dispose of them and he's ready. Yes. (laughs) My ass. Okay, oh. I've I've got a oh man, this one might be my toughest one for me of the week. Mm. The Bengals. You you say everyone is tough for you. I know because they are tough because I'm an idiot. I'm in last well, not last place anymore. Sorry, Brett, but oh, uh, uh, you're not. Yeah, that idiot. makes Brett an idiot. That's not nice. <laughs> I will be even more of an idiot after this week. All these I'm going. I'm on Revis Island with several of these picks. I feel like you, you know what though, Brett. You still have the single most wins in one yes, in one week of, of the whole Let's season see. with your I'll big wins, that. your big week. So boomer bust. There's something to be said. Relax, about. relax, Andrew. Relax. This is the stats. game of the week. I, I think that this is the game of the weekend. Don't you think so? Yeah, yeah. gotta be close. Bengals Titans. Bengals are favored by two and a half. And boy, man, oh man. I just the Titans are playing so damn good. The Bengals, I just kind of like you said earlier on a different game. So although I, I just got a feeling the Bengals are going to win this one somehow. I'm going to yeah. take the Bengals. Is, is Mix is Mixon back or do we know? Oh, Jamar Chase did practice today. But I asked you if Mixon. Was I'm not. I have no idea about Mixon, but <laughs> let me look. I'll look it up. Because Mixon's on my fantasy team, and I like to know. News? Oh, It was questionable, but that's... Still in concussion yeah. protocol. Mm. But he I, I feel like we're all in concussion protocol. <laughs> people have been getting out of that protocol pretty fucking quick, and then they end up like meth. And then they go back the next week, yeah. Who do you got, Solo? Oh, I'm up? No, who's up, me? Europe, uh, yeah, Actually, I took Europe. the Bengals. Europe, get it? Europe, Europe. So, um, I this wow, this is going to be a good game to watch. The Titans are on a roll. The Bengals are on a roll. Joe Burrow has been playing great once he got back from that what appendicitis he had, right? Um, well, that was in the summer. No, what. <laughs> but he was what what how wasn't he wasn't something <laughs> there was like the after the second game of the season what happened nothing oh, yeah okay. i don't think he's missed any time has he yeah he, he had appendicitis in the summer missed preseason and then started the year maybe off to a little slow maybe start that's what it is then maybe that's what i'm thinking yeah but he did kind yeah. of have a slow start didn't he he, he did axel because okay. the offensive line was terrible there you go and he's getting killed so, so maybe that's what you're thinking. Maybe you got appendicitis again maybe, from the Maybe sacks. I have appendicitis. Uh, uh, we'll yeah. have to suck tomorrow morning after I eat all those ribs. Um, <laughs> what does your appendix do anyway? Um, I, I'm, you know, this is a tough one because I really do like the Titans. Um, they know how to win. 
They're always surprising everybody. But I kind of feel like the Bengals got to got to strut out onto the scene in this one. Two and a half. I think they can kick a field goal. I'm going to take the Bengals. Good for you. Well, the Titans have impressed me, as I said earlier. Their defense is for real. They'll be in every game. They A couple of weeks ago when they played Kansas City, who has – also has a very good offensive team. They shut them down on the road. They should have won that game and lost in overtime. I'm feeling like Cincinnati might maybe is a team that beats up on bad teams, but if it gets a little messy against a good defense, they may struggle. Give me the Titans plus two and a half. AI. Talk, talk about AI. Um, you know, Joe Burrow, I mean, he's he's the man, but he's also can lay eggs like they did on Monday night, but on Halloween, um, I, I I just think the Titans has just been on a roll, and uh, they're not butter, but they're on a roll. Mm. Um, I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking. Good I'm going to take the Titans. Yeah, hey, you know, I do what I got to do in this world. Uh, I'm taking the Titans plus the two and a half. Um, I just feel that Vrabel, it's Vrabel time, and he's going to make it happen. Next up, we're going back to primetime. How is Aaron Rodgers going to do in Philadelphia, Axel, where the Eagles are favored by six and a half? Hmm. I just feel bruised and battered and beaten. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like I couldn't tell how I felt. (laughs) Unrecognizable to myself. Um, I think saw my reflection in a mirror. I kind of I loved it when when the commies beat the Eagles, but I have to admit I think the Eagles are a good team, and I don't think the Packers are a good team, even though they did beat Solo's boys, which he will remind us. I'm picking the Eagles. <laughs> Man, I think you can take this one to the bank. Didn't didn't Aaron Rodgers say he has a broken thumb? Yes, yeah. Yep. And Since my clothes like, don't I'm, fit me no more. Philly is a better team. They're playing at home. Yeah. Six and a half is a small, smaller number than I would expect. Give me the Eagles minus six and a half. It's just you and my, you and me, my friends, and my clothes don't fit me no more. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is an asshole coming out the door. Yeah, you know, I've been the Packers have screwed me six ways to Sunday, not Saturday like Jeff. But um, you know what? I'm taking the Eagles minus six and a half. I just think this might be a bounce back statement game for them, especially on Sunday night, uh, which means the Packers are going to win, but I'm taking the Eagles. I don't want them to win, but you know, I'm bruised and battered. I can't take the the Packers anymore. Yeah. Going with it solo. Do it. (laughs) Eagles. I'm going Eagles too, for all the reasons you guys said that's this is, I think the Eagles will have a nice big bounce back here. 
So that's our and, second game where we all pick the same. Oh, on the streets of 16. Philadelphia. That's not so bad. Well, Brett, the last game of the week, you get to lead us off. The Jets are favored by six at home when the Chicago Bears come to town. All right. Man, couldn't you have written this down when it was like a three-point spread earlier today? Or I something? did yesterday. Yesterday, and I switched it when I saw the line. It's changed this afternoon. Can we do? Can we do the three spread? <laughs> <laughs> well, we recorded this on a Tuesday, and yeah. I'm going to write down J E T S. That spells Jets. Jets minus six. Yeah. Ooh. When the lights go down in the California town, people are in for the evening. We got Mikey White and he's calling audibles. Justin Fields ain't playing. Sauce Gardner will pick off a pass, running it in for six points now. There's no Roquan and that other fucking guy. The Bears ain't scoring one point. Eh? So give me the Jets minus six, and they will win and keep on winning. I like the claps. Ooh, there <laughs> <it is. laughs> well, I, how can I follow that? Easily um, by picking the right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, if if yep, yeah. I'm going the Jets here. Right. I, I, I what can I, how can I follow it? Like I said, Mike White's going to lead him to the promised land at least for this week. Well, gentlemen, let me just throw some numbers here at you. Thirty-seven, Ooh, numbers, forty-five, four hundred and five yards, <laughs> three touchdowns, the greatest debut ever in the history of the NFL by a starting quarterback, Mr. Mike White. I'll be taking uh, the Jets minus 26. Wow. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Axel, uh, what did he do the second week? Uh, uh. That's not the numbers I was talking about. Doesn't matter. So. Doesn't matter. Doesn't I do, matter. I have a weird stat about New York teams here the jets and the giants since week one every team every week that they both played they've either both won or both lost they both won in week two four five six and seven and they both lost in weeks three eight and eleven wow so that is what, interesting that's crazy what are the giants gonna jump do it on my car and the pull on my guitar people are in well, the jets there is a crazy stat here about the Bears, too. Last four weeks, they've had 910 yards rushing. They're 0-4 in those games. Mm-hmm. They ain't going to rush for shit this week against no. the Jets. Nope. nope. Especially if Now, Ando, you could reverse your pick if you wanted to. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not jumping on the Bears. Nope. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying you had your pick left. Well, you yep, can go I'm back five games, apparently, and reverse one of those picks. Too, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm banking them all. I'm banking them all. So by the end of the season, yeah, I'll just be able to change every pick. You're banking them all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen. All right. Those are our picks. Put it in the bank. Let's see how we did. I have a great feeling 
about our picks this week, specifically mine. We're now going to move over to the love seat. We've got some college talk. Oh, baby. UCLA gophers doing something to Heath's ass. Syracuse is stinky. And there's some kind of yawning happening in Kentucky. So, Solo, why don't you take it away and talk about those young boys in college. Everywhere I go, fly girls will please me. East to west, college girls are easy. Remember that song? No, Jesse James, back in the 90s. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I don't know if anyone watched Harvard, Yale. I recorded it. I still haven't watched it yet. But uh, the USC-UCLA game, what a freaking game that was. Mm-hmm. It went, oh, it was back and forth and forth and back. And, you know, a late pick by UCLA sealed it for the Trojans, who the Trojans still are alive for that playoff push. Uh, it was a really exciting game. The game went over like 80 points. It was like 48-45 or something, which would be over 90 if that was the case. Uh, I believe that was the score. Um, pretty remarkable game. Uh, I did watch it all. Um, the Gophers screwed me in my parlay like they always do. Um, I don't know why I look at it while I'm doing my parlay and being like, oh, Ando, I love Ando. Let me take the Gophers, and I should not do that. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. No, and Cuse, they stink. Ever since they lost to Clemson, they haven't won a freaking game. They're bowl eligible, but I it's just it's a joke. Syracuse will never be good. Georgia took care of business, but that game was a yawn. I mean, was it 16 to 6 or what was it, yeah. Brett? 16 yeah. to 6. And they're just they're just gearing up. They're gonna be the one seed, go undefeated. And I hope, you know, for you, I hope they win it all, baby. Um, so not much really. Now, this week, though, in college, I didn't realize we're close to the end so fast. Um, it seems like it's a week early, but uh, we got a lot of rivalry games. Uh, i excited for I uh, Through the years since I was a youth, I used to love, well, I used to love Nebraska, Colorado, Texas, Texas A&M. They don't play anymore since the conference changes and all that. But we got Ohio State, Michigan was one of my favorite rivalries. Uh, that's got yeah, Florida, Florida State. Usually that's a big game. This year, not so much. And then you got your Apple Cup in the state of Washington. You got your Oregon, Oregon State going on. You got you got a little K State, Kansas. You got, you know, Minnesota, I'm sure, is playing some team and Rutgers uh, is Minnesota's <laughs> biggest rivalry that they have, the the uh, Badgers this week for Paul Bunyan's axe. That's right. For Paul Bunyan's axe, which Axel got at a flea market uh, or yard sale. We were not sure. So Axel actually <laughs> has Paul sale. Bunyan's axe. Yard sale. Pa- has Paul Bunyan's axe in his, uh, a- in his garage. Uh, so I guess Axel's going to have to fly down. And Another cool one is uh, Army-Navy uh, this week. And Navy actually has some ultra-cool helmets that are NASA helmets that are designed Army Navy is next week. week. Is oh, next is it next week? week? Okay, well, I saw yeah, that early... always the week. Oh, yeah. right, the week after. So when that happens, they're wearing NASA helmets, which is super cool. So oh wow, yeah, because Army Navy is the following week, which yep. is like the You're only right. game other than the the conference championships. So, uh, spoiler for even... next week. 
Yeah, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. Uh, but anyways, some good games, fun games. It's amazing, though, where we're at. Thanksgiving and college is, like, almost over, and we're getting to that point where we're down the home stretch, and I'm not liking it, to be honest with you. I, I love this time of year, but at the same time, you know, ah, it's going by well, so fast. I got some upset alerts for this weekend. Ooh, I like we got, this. We got Clemson versus South Carolina. Mm. Clemson, favorite to win the ACC. They're ten and one. South Carolina just totally thrashed Tennessee, knocked them out of playoff contention. <laughs> so watch Crazy. out for South Carolina in that game. They could win that game. And then the other one, LSU versus Texas A and M. I think this is a classic trap game. The, the supposedly this is a rivalry game because it's rivalry week, but these teams have not played each other for very long <laughs> i know relatively new to the sec but i mean proximity wise i guess they're just, you know a couple hundred miles apart from each other or whatever but you got a&m is very talented team terrible year four and seven they're not going to a bowl they got nothing more to play for lsu could be looking ahead to the sec championship game next week i wouldn't be surprised if a&m knocks off the lsu there oh, and then bold. Michigan, Ohio State, game of the week. I like Michigan. I'm just going to say it. Give me Michigan. Wow. Mm. I think they're going to win the line of scrimmage in an ugly game. Well, they've got one of the best running backs in the league. That Blake Corum is an awesome tailback if he's healthy. He's hurt. Yeah. yeah. There's some rumors that he's banged up a little bit. So if he plays, his name, it's going to be tough. His name is Blake Corum. I thought his name was Joe Corum. It's Blake. I think it's Blake, isn't it? Yeah, you're probably right. I'll double check, but I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, no, no, you don't have to double check. I'm thinking maybe I was thinking of Joe Cribs or something. I don't know. Blake. Blake? Yeah, Blake. Yep. Blake. Joe Corum? Who the hell is Joe Corum? Brett, is that one of the bodies you have in your basement? (laughs) Okay. I know. I'm totally a true crime in it right now. Speaking of a different podcast, before Uh, we get to your Blue Bombers talk. Do I have to talk about it? Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. It is in the. No, I should. I should put it out there. I do want to say that my uh, secondary sport. Formula One, which I have, this has been, and I started following it, I guess, about quarter of the way through last season. And then this season, I watch pretty much every practice, qualifying, every race. What a great season it was. And it's so awesome. It ended last weekend, and then it starts up like two weeks after the Super Bowl. So it's kind nice. of perfect timing. It takes you through the uh, no football months through the summer. But uh, I just want to give a shout out to Formula One. And um, yeah, watch it. It's great. I love it. That's a long season. It is. It's very, and it's going to be longer next year. They're going to have three races you, in America Miami, Vegas, and Austin. Now you got into it because of the Netflix series, Axel? Or? Well, I started listening to our friend Elton's podcast, Elton and Andy. You remember Elton from the Lost Days? 
Yeah, J.J. Abrahams. Yep. And uh, he, I have been a, well, the DVR Podcast Network is a Patreon of their uh, Rogue, what is he called? Rogue 2 Media. And uh, so I would listen to them talk about Formula One, but I never watched it. But I love listening to those guys talk. So I listened to it. So I kind of knew about it. And then I did watch a bit of the Netflix show and i was like oh okay wow and then i just immediately started watching the sport itself and i was like so since i kind of already had the knowledge from listening to the podcast even when i wasn't watching it i really fell right into it and understood it better um but it's really fun and it's like a whole weekend that's what's cool about it they do like three practices a qualifying and then the race so it's like friday saturday sunday and it's basically, as they say, like the Super Bowl every weekend, like hundreds of thousands of people come and camp out. And it's just, it's really amazing. Do you have a favorite driver? Uh, my, my favorite driver is Max Verstappen, who won the championship this year. Um, but I am open to other drivers. I'm not, I mean, I've only been watching a while, so I like to see, like, I like George Russell, who, who is a uh, 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 on Mercedes is a second driver in Mercedes to Lewis Hamilton. Nice. Good sport. So Sh now shake and bake. Let's talk about the Winnipeg blue losers. Sorry, solo. Mm, it was a tough, it was a tough great cup. <laughs> the Toronto Argonauts oh. defeated the blue losers. 24, 23, uh, two stupid, interceptions by the blue bombers dakota pro cup who comes in for like goal line situations they brought him in they were up 24 13 things are going well in the fourth and they brought him in for like a gimmick like rollout toss and he he like like every ex inexperienced quarterback he just he doesn't read the field he just decides to just throw the damn ball into double coverage and gets picked zach caleros the starting quarterback threw a late pick as well he he wasn't on his game. Uh, it, it just, it, you know, then Toronto is going for a field goal to be up by four. Winnipeg blocks it. Then Winnipeg does its thing and gets in a field goal range. And then Toronto blocks their field goal to end the game. Um, Andrew Harris, former Winnipeg Blue Bomber running back, two-time Grey Cup champ with Winnipeg, uh, won before with Montreal or whoever. Uh, wins is on the winning side. Toronto has been eight and zero in Grey Cups against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in in the French in the history of the CFL. Um, sick to my stomach. It was disappointing. I really wanted that three peat. The Blue Bombers were fifteen and three, the best team in the league the whole year, and they they just yeah they just didn't play well. And Toronto won with a backup quarterback. This guy like Chad Kelly or Roberto Kelly, whatever the heck his name is. Solo, I, I almost yeah. thought for a second, you said Dakota Prokop. And I om I was like, is that Joe Prokop, the old Jets punter? Are they related? And they're not. But I just oh. wanted to oh, okay. with that. They're not related. In case anyone I was just... wondering. I know Manny was like, is that Joe Prokops? Yeah, Man Manny definitely was like, wait a minute. Um, Jackson Jeff Coe got hurt. Yeah, I just it was disappointing, so, man. It was so just weird. disappointing. Guys, hey, you know, you can't win them all. Yeah, Andy and Brett, what did you guys think of? Did you guys watch this game at all? 
I watched most of the fourth quarter. It was it was damn exciting. It's a it's a nice tweak on American football. So it was fun. It was a fun, good game. I didn't really have any horse I was rooting for, so I wasn't crushed like Solo was. But it was fun. It was worth watching. I watched a bit of it too. I didn't get to watch it, but I would like to start getting into uh, CFL. Maybe next year I can find a a team to adopt. What would be your team? There's only nine teams. Um, you could be a Winnipeg Blue Bomber fan. You could be Calgary Stampeder fan, Edmonton Elks fan, Montreal Alouettes, Toronto Argonauts, Hamilton Tiger Cats, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Rough Riders, BC Lions, <laughs> and I'm missing one freaking team: Ottawa Red Blacks or Rough Blacks Red Blacks. Oh, would you hate you me if to- I adopted Toronto? Probably, but it's like like in the New York soon Yankees. Too soon. But too soon, but you could you can if you want. I like the right, maybe Montreal, maybe Montreal. I was a mini Toronto fan when Flutie, because I was a I was always a Blue Bombers fan, but I rooted for whoever Flutie played for, and he won a couple of great cups in the late nineties with Toronto. Rocket Ishmael was on Toronto. Ricky Williams, you know, it's okay. You can like Toronto. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know what, though? I have to tell you, the running towards the line of scrimmage really throws me off. I have to, I just find it to be a little bit distracting to what's going on. Um, I maybe I have to get more used to it, but I really like I don't the like announcers. it. Like What's that? So, what'd you say? I'm sorry to hear you. I don't really like the running to the line, like it's very arena yeah. football esque, yeah. and yeah. I'm not a huge fan of it. But um, the announcers, I love because, man, do they sound Canadian. I mean, like, I thought oh, they so do. <laughs> I was watching like an SCTV skit. He's like, welcome. <laughs> like, I can't do like, a Canadian accent. But Toronto is about to score. Yeah, it's, really, <laughs> it's so Canadian. And I love John it. Candy's in the stands. But hey, you know what, though? That's the same thing with Formula One. Everybody has an accent and is from another country that 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 you hear every voice you hear. So it kind of makes you feel, you get that sense of something different. And that's what I liked about watching. It was even on like TFN or something, some different network. Right. I liked it. Hey, I'm glad you liked it, buddy. Thanks, Olo. Thanks for bringing Canadian <laughs> back into my life. Yeah. All right. Well, um, it's almost <laughs> Thanksgiving. Actually, it'll be Thanksgiving in about six minutes here on the West Coast. It's already. Oh, it's Thanksgiving. already Thanksgiving, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Brett, yeah. yeah. We, Brett and I have already been celebrating for two, three hours here. So. <laughs> yeah, you've been eating stuffing, doing shots of. I like it. Wild turkey. Well. Oh, that would have been good. I think this is officially <laughs> our longest podcast. We're at two hours and thirty-eight minutes. About. Um, I want to thank About? everyone for listening. I want to thank Andy. I want to thank Solo, Brett. Any last words? Anybody want to say anything before we get going? It's okay. always a pleasure to be on with you guys. Yeah. Yes, agreed. And everybody have a good, fun Thanksgiving tomorrow. Yeah, have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy some football. Enjoy your family. And uh, remember, welcome to East New York. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I should play that. I have it on my phone. I could get it. 
Yes, thank you all for listening. Go to DVRpodcast.com. Thank you again. What a great day it's been. The longest podcast ever. It's been a lot of fun. I'm going to edit this thing, throw it up there so everyone can listen to it before the first game if they get up early. Well, they're going to have to start listening now so they can get finished by the time kickoff. So. <laughs> That's true. They wouldn't be – wait a second. They wouldn't be done until – okay. If you if you listen to the time you listen, to listen during. Podcast, you've got about two hours until the game starts. <laughs> so you're very tired. Go back to sleep. Take a little nap. Just set your. I wonder mind. if anyone will even listen tomorrow. I know. Well, no. Come on. I'll be listening. Oh, okay. All some people have to drive, so it's great to throw in a podcast. That's true. And some yeah. people are some people are getting up at like five in the morning to start their turkeys and all that stuff. They got to do That's something. True. Yeah, definitely. You know all what? Right. That's a great point. You guys sold me on that. I like it. Well, you sold me on life. So. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. Oh, God. Peace out. Welcome to East New York.